Blog Talk Radio. Hey, ATG Radio, yeah, uh, the greatest boxing podcast, woo, featuring the crew, you know how we do, yeah, Mike Dawson, Big Time Timmy, Rufus D, Hollywood, Coach Andre, and the Godfather Frank, yeah, that's the crew, so come and get in the loop, so tune in and see just how we do, it's every Monday and every Wednesday, ATG Radio. Yeah. ATG Radio. Now, I'm not trying to say we're the greatest. The most hated, maybe. Well, we might be the greatest. That's just because I don't know what else is out there. No competition. We got the best team in the world. Who you got? We got Tim Cudges, Big Tom Timmy, Rufus Deppabow, Homicide Henry, Kid Thunder, Taylor May, GFL TV, Mr. Bean City, and it ain't pretty, Cornflake repping Vegas across the Jersey City, Mike Dawson, Louisiana getting gritty, Marine Shane, Nate Campbell breathing boxing, Sean Rothman, Nigeria get it poppin'. Ain't no stopping us, Frank stay a marvelous. Haters sit and listen and they can't stop calling us. 347-934-0137 and hit us up, yo. ATG Radio, all the haters know. Undefeated champions and I oh, will never go. Talking boxing, wrestling and MMA. Just keep your mouth shut and hear what I say. ATG Radio. We are the greatest show, rank numero uno, ATG Radio, ATG Radio, we are the greatest show, rank numero uno, ATG Radio, yeah, that's right, ATG Radio. Monday night, Wednesday night, and any night we damn well pleased to be on. That's right. Our squad is the best. Numero uno. 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. www.atgradio.com your moms. <laughs> bring you to the old school. Had the new school. Had to bring the old ATG theme on. You know, just uh, reminiscing, I guess. But you got Mike Doss here, ATG Radio. The whole crew's on their way. We are going to be popping off, on and popping, 5-7-2018. And we got a hell of a weekend. You know, good some good stuff this weekend. Uh, <laughs> hell of a weekend this coming weekend also. Some great fights. Just going to talk about it. we got some good guests on tonight. we got Shannon the Cannon, Mr. Let's go champ, Shannon Briggs, Tony the Tiger Thompson, Chris Algieri. Hopefully he lets the tiger out of the damn cage on ATG Radio tonight. It's going to be a great, great show. Uh, he's going to be discussing probably you know, what's going on with his career, what's going on with his promotional deal, as much as he can talk about it. But we're going to try to squeeze a little bit out like a lemon. 
But anyway, just um, you know, one thing. We had a good showcase Friday night. I was really looking forward to this ESPN uh, Golden Boy Show. Uh, Gary Spiko Sullivan, Berlin, you know, uh, Abreu. I knew that was going to be a mismatch. It, I was proven right on that. Um, be honest with you, you know, Spike O'Sullivan should have took that Triple G fight. You know, you're going to cancel out and you're going to fight a guy like Abreu who, has, who hasn't fought in years, who was a welterweight, who was totally mismatched. It's a, a win is a win is a win, but that was a horrible mismatch. The commission should be ashamed of themselves. That's California you're talking about. You know, and the California commission is usually pretty straight on in these things, you know. Um, that was bad. That was really bad. But, like I said, he won the fight uh, on the bigger and better things. And then uh, Ryan Garcia, Jason Velez, former title challenger, um, you know, a very established pro, uh, 26 and, and 4. I mean, not, he's fought some good guys. And, uh, you know, he he did what he had to do. Ryan Garcia, you know, had a kind of a tough go at it, but he uh, he adapted. He adapted well. He boxed, and uh, he went 10 rounds for the first time. You know, it's it's a learning uh, it's a learning curve, but I've seen a lot of flaws in Garcia. We'll see if he works on them. But I'm gonna be honest with you, he's one cocky dude, man. He is cocky as hell, and I mean, I don't mind a fighter being cocky. I don't mind you know confidence, but but do it with some class, man. I mean, you've got Oscar De La Hoya, who's a gold medalist. You know, uh, he he was a consummate pro. A lot of people didn't like Oscar, but you know, when he started, when he kept on fighting great opposition, kept on doing what he had to do, a lot of guys that didn't like him ended up liking him, you know, because he did have class and he did have mad skill. But there's a difference between classy confidence and just being a cocky bastard. And you know, Ryan Garcia can't. I mean, he he's not good at it. He's not. You know, he's trying too damn hard. Uh, he needs to be classy. Oscar De La Hoya should teach him some things, how to, you know, how to basically cope with crowds, how to cope with, uh, you know, your fans, how to how to make them like you more. And I don't feel that this Ryan Garcia right now is, is doing it. I think he's overconfident. He's way too cocky. And uh, if he keeps it up, if he fights a damn counterpuncher, uh, the right counterpuncher, he's going to be on his ass. And uh, I know Oscar don't want that. Oscar's got a lot of money invested. He's trying to make him the next golden boy. But I'm telling you what, you know, uh, put the money away and start just training him yourself and teaching him certain things that you did as a pro coming up. You know, being respectful, you know, being classy, and basically just uh, doing it a totally different way. Because the way that Ryan, you know, the road that he's going down, he's going to end up getting hurt eventually. And he's not, and he's going to have, he's going to be hated. I'm just being honest with you. Boxing fans like. You know, confident fighters, that's part of the game. But he's overdoing it, and he needs to get back to the drawing board, and Oscar De La Hoya is the perfect guy to show him. So, Oscar, you need to put your teacher's cap on, and you need to start teaching this guy how to act in public. So, there you go. That, that, there's my thoughts. But he did what he had to do. He looked good against Velez and Spurts, and uh, he won the fight. So, like I said before, a win is a win. He did it, and I just wish next time he would kind of you know tone down the cockiness and, uh, you know, quit being such a dick. <laughs> and, and speaking, I'm not going to say speaking of dicks, <laughs> but my main man, Andre Rozier, I think you knew who I was talking about. I was talking about Mr. Ryan Garcia, Mr. Cocky, Mr. I think I can conquer the world, you know, got that guy. Well, 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 before anything else, welcome all those who live in the fire pit 
You know what we do, and we're about to do it. Ryan. Damn right. <laughs> you need to calm it down, Ryan. You need to calm it down. Let yeah. things happen as they will. You'll get there if you just focus on boxing and stop worrying about everything else. Right. You've got some cocky guys in in the gym, you know, um, a few. I mean, most of them, I mean, they're all class, but you've got one guy, you know, Curtis Stevens is cocky. He can be cocky. He can get a little, oh, yeah. you know, but but this is just a whole new level, man. He's uh, this, this kid's 19, and he's cockier than Curtis. He's way cockier than Curtis. This guy's just an ass. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, man, this kid. You know, what the hell? I mean, he looks like a backstreet boy and he's talking like a damn thug. He's talking like he's gonna, you know, he's talking like a badass and he looks like somebody in NSYNC. You know? And the problem the problem really being is that Ryan, uh, if you want to be that cocky, you better be able to shell it out and, and back it up. And, uh, and he has. He has to his credit, Andre, this kid has, but you know, Velez, I said Velez was a tough opponent. I'm not going to knock Velez whatsoever. I stand by my word. But he's not ready for a title fight. Even Robert, you know, Roberto Diaz, Robert Diaz with Golden Boy, you know, basically said on BoxingScene.com, hey, this kid ain't ready. He's not ready for a title shot. But if you would watch ESPN and their fanboy shit and, you know, basically interview him right before he's walking out like they did Roy Jones and all that crap, I mean, you would think he was the next thing since Marvin Hagler. And you know, he has a way to go. Hey, uh, uh, yeah, you can say that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, Velez is a decent fighter. Velez was not showing any power, but he was showing a hell of a chin. And this is this is a growth fight. This is how you grow. But what really gets me is, you know, I wasn't a huge fan of Oscar De La Hoya coming up. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't he, – he was kind of smug to me, and, you know, uh, it just he was goody-goody. But – after like as as I grew up, and I noticed this kid and other guys, you know the cockiness really gets me. He was classy. Oscar was classy. He knew how to talk. He knew how to act. He had promoters showing him the right way, teaching him the game, teaching him you know how how to handle crowds and how to handle you know every little aspect. And he this guy, you know, was a PR a PR person's dream. Oscar was a, a public relations dream. You know he had it all. And Ryan does not. He's, he's, he comes off as a prick, a pompous asshole that's 19, you know, that uh, he looks like a choir boy and he acts like an asshole. I mean, it just, you know, people don't like that. It's too, it's too cocky. Right, and it, it, honestly, it becomes a turn-off. I mean, I can, I can live with a guy who says, you know what, I'm going to kick your butt. I can live with a guy that says that, but... I can't live with a guy that constantly says it 50 million times. Yeah, and just the way he says it. It, it gets to me a little bit, does he have the talent? Most definitely. You know, does he have a long way to go? Most definitely. You know, can he be a, a champion? Can he be a superstar? Yeah, most definitely. If he stays away from Rolando Romero, he can. Because right. uh, Romero, every time they spar, he gets in his ass. And we're going to have uh, – Rolando's got a fight this week against a 9-0 and fighter. Uh, we're going to try to get him next week after his fight, congratulate him, and then talk a little Ryan Garcia because this guy is wanting Ryan Garcia. He can taste it. He done busted his – I think he broke his nose in sparring. 
every time they get in sparring, it gets in his ass. And, you know, it's on YouTube. They, there's a bunch of stuff out, a bunch of videos on, on them sparring. And Rolando Romero is just busting his ass up. And I'm going to tell you what, Ryan's getting all that all that love right now from ESPN, all that love from, from Golden Boy, all that love from, you know, 15-year-old girls who think he's hot. But guess what? When all that's happening and the glitz and the glam, you got Rolando Romero fighting on off-TV undercards, you know, grinding his ass off, you know, not worried about that shit, not having a lot of fans because no one knows who he is. But guess what? They will know who he is. Trust me. That's the oh, kind yeah. of shit I like. I like the guy in the background. I like the guy, you know, in the shadows that's working his ass off while this guy's in all the spotlights on him. He's going to creep up. And he's going to end up, you know, doing the damn thing. I like that, man. I, that, that's just, you know, I like that. It's like Clubber Lang and Rocky. It's entertaining, I tell you that much. <laughs> Remember, you know, Rocky got the glitz of the glam. He was a champion. Clubber Lang is, you know, back in the back fighting, knocking people out, being a dark horse. You know, that's comes right. out of nowhere. You know, that, that's the kind of stuff I like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's what else is uh, good? My man, Andre, what's going on? How are you well, feeling? Like, How's everything in the gym? What's good? Uh, we're working hard in the gym. Uh, Dom is getting ready for his assignment on um, Saturday. We're going up to uh, Verona, not too far away from Minnesota. The International Boxing Hall of Fame takes Dom there so he can see and get the ambiance and atmosphere so that he one day can aspire to be a Hall of Famer and work even harder to reach that goal. And uh, then we're going to get ready for this fight. There you go. Jaime Munguia, you know, undefeated. You know, uh, got a lot of wins, got a lot of knockouts. He looks like a good uh, a good stiff test. But you know what? He's untested. He hasn't been on the in, in the big show yet. He's going to get introduced, definitely, probably quick. And uh, we'll see what happens. But you know what, going to Canosta is is going to be phenomenal, uh, you know, for Saddam. Saddam's never been there, huh? Never been there, never. Man, that's going to make him perform even better. I look forward you to it. You got that right. Good show on HBO coming up, man. we got some good stuff happening here uh next couple of days. It's going to pop, Captain. It's going to pop for sure. And uh, <laughs> before we talk any more about that, let's, let's go back to uh, Saturday night. Oh yeah. Uh, let's talk about what took place at Subhub in California. I know you were glued to that TV. Danny was glued to that TV. Sergey was glued to that damn TV. The whole gym was watching that shit. Without a doubt, definitely. <laughs> now, my this, this, I have four problems. Four problems. The first problem is, honestly, Matarosian. One of my dudes, one of my little dudes, two years out of the ring, coming off of losses, three weeks, let's say, even if it was four weeks, but it was, to prepare for the biggest fight of his life. If all the cards in the world weren't stacked against him, I don't know what the hell was. There you go. And he That's still up. tried, but I knew it would be too much. My no, some people this. are knocking him, though. That's, you shouldn't knock the cat, man. I mean, this dude ain't fought in two years, four weeks. 
you know, no one else really – it was getting to the point where no one wanted to take that fight because, I mean, you can't prepare in four weeks for a guy like Golovkin. You can't. And no, Bonas' only I shot was going in and drop bombs on him and get knocked out or maybe land a lucky punch. And right. uh, it didn't. It didn't happen. He did what he had to do. I had a feeling it was going to be, you know, rather quick. I thought it was going to be more mid rounds, but you know, Golovkin was a man on a mission, and he made that easy money. Oh, without a doubt. But my thing is this, and I addressed this directly to Abel Sanchez. He was talking about, oh, there's nobody that do who wants to get in the ring with with Triple G and the technicians. Sergey Derevchenko was ready. He was in the gym. He was grinding, and he wanted that assignment. They turned it down. Oh yeah, damn right they did. You know, and and I'll tell you what, you know, if Danny, if Danny didn't have, if he didn't have that fight coming up, and he didn't have a fight at that time, I guarantee y'all would took that fight. He would have took the fight without yeah. a doubt. Now, I'm not saying he would beat Golovkin, because it was a close fight. It was close last time. But, right. you know, he, he would take it. Because I'm, I'm, I, I love you, Andre. You're, you're, my, you're my man. You're family. But I got to keep it real. You know, if Danny fights him again, I don't know who would win that fight. I can't really say. It'd be a close fight for me. Um, oh, he but he's he willing to do it, Andre. He was willing. I agree with you. He's a talented fighter. It, it, one day might Danny, one day might be Triple G. But I do that he chose to take the least opposing assignment possible. Because of the Canelo money. That's exactly why. And, you know, to his credit, he did go from $20 million to $1 million. But I'm going to tell you what. You know that that twenty five million next time, whatever, or, or you know, I guarantee you he'll probably ask for more money this time. Guarantee you, and he'll probably get it. But you know, that's still to me. If you're a champion, if you're a true champion, you fight whatever, whenever. And if you had a pay per view fight coming up, even though you know it was a couple weeks away, it was six weeks away at the time, I think seven. You could have got a, a guy good enough to get on pay per view. Maybe keep it on pay-per-view. But still, Vonis was a, he's a tough competitor. He's an Olympian. But he was totally not ready for that fight. And uh, he gave it his all. But HBO, man, I was disgusted. I usually like HBO. But for one, Roy needs to knock the shit off about, oh, if that was me, I'd have been disqualified. The guy, the ref did not get in, in the middle of him at all. He wasn't even close. The guy was down. Vonis was down. And then, you know, Golovka hit with a grazing right hand. It was nothing like what Roy happened, you know, what happened with Roy and, and uh, Montel Griffin. You know, the ref was actually in the way of Roy when he landed that punch. This ref was not even close. So, you know what? What's the rule? What's the main rule, Andre? What is it? Protect yourself. Bingo. And, and, and basically, Vonis was hurt. He was not. That uppercut's what started it. He was done. Anybody wasn't protecting himself, but the ref, when you can't protect yourself, it's the ref's job to do it for you. Exactly. And the ref wasn't doing it, so guess what? He shouldn't have been disqualified. It was bullshit. I don't even know. Roy has to, uh, you know, compare himself with all this. You know, sh- Roy, I love you, man. I'm a huge fan, but shut the hell up. Jesus. 
I mean, really, just shut up. Well, you know, my my thing is my thing is this. Um, he did what he had to do against Vaughn, and that's what he should have done. That's what he should have done. My issue is there were guys for you to fight, and you didn't choose them. You did not choose them, and that's where my problem lies. You you had the moment, and I'm not blaming any of the situations on them because it was all Canelo's fault that the, the project and the assignment didn't take place as it should have. That was yeah. all Canelo for. But, well, I'm going to be honest. I can't blame them for having an easier guy. It's on HBO. You're downgrading from a pay-per-view from Canelo. You're going to HBO. So, of course, you're going to get a downgraded opponent. But why don't you knock out a mandatory? Why don't you, you know, you fight Sergey? Why don't you, you know, do something like that? You know, they picked the easier target because they knew he was going to look spectacular. I don't know how spectacular he would look against, you know, Derenchenko. There's a possibility he might not look good at all. You never know. You know, it's a it's a tough style for him. You know, but they knew Vonis was not a tough style. They knew he would eventually cave in. The inactivity, you know, the fact that it looked like he, he was semi-retired, you know, to a point. And uh, they took the easy way out to protect the big money. It happens in boxing. I can't blame them. I'm, I'm upset about it in a way, but I'm really more, like you said, I'm more upset at Canelo for basically, you know, dropping out of the fight, having all this shit going down, and then now we got to keep on waiting for the Canelo, you know, Triple G saga to continue, which it could have ended Saturday night. Thank you. So, and Thank then it, once that ends, it breaks up everything. But guess what? One good thing about it is I did not hear them announce it was for the IBF title. The IBF, you know, was not involved in this fight. That's a damn good thing. They're pissed off they ain't getting no sanctioning fees, but guess what? Oh, well, boo fucking who. But that didn't happen. I And they're saying, hey, you know, you got what, what you got two months, three months before you got to fight Sergey Derenchenko. They're starting to say you have to fight him. They're mandating it. Now, it's looking, right. in my opinion, I think Triple G will drop that belt, but he's so adamant on keeping all the belts and being the unified champion that you never know what he, he wants. He might tell them, hey, you know, I want to fight. I want to keep my belt. And I pray that he does. But I doubt it. I doubt it, too. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it, too. I think he's going to relinquish the strap. And um, and then Sergey will be fighting someone and becoming the IBF middleweight champ of the world. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. we uh, I've talked to another guy, another champ. Let's go, champ, Shannon Briggs. And he is said to call him at 825, 925 his time in Miami. Guess what, boys? It's 823. <laughs> We're going to be calling Shannon Briggs. We're going to be talking some shop with Let's Go Champ. Ain't seen him around in a while. Ain't really seen him stalking any champions lately. I mean, he stalked Vladimir Klitschko. I ain't seen him stalking Anthony Joshua or Deontay Wilder. We need to see it happen. We need to find out when is the Let's Go Champ train going to roll again. We need to find out. We have to find out, Andre. <laughs> Let's call. 
We are about to give him a call. Give me one second. I'll just call him in. He Hopefully he answered. He was real cool about it. He said, yeah, call me uh, 925. We got two minutes. I'm going to call him here in just a second. I'm just going to do it live because it's just me and you. I don't want to leave you hanging. But uh, while we're doing that, um, what else is good, man? I mean, you know, what, what do you think about us and Cecilia Brockhus against Kylie Reese? You know, I mean, it was a it was an entertaining bout. Um, me myself, I I'm not a super staunch fan of uh, women's boxing. It, it takes a bit for me to get into it, but this was a better than usual matchup. Um, Kelly Reese was tough, man. She was really tough. If she was a bit busier. Um, Things might have been different. I mean, I thought that Rockus definitely won the fight. Uh, Kelly made it interest. Um, she made it. She made it interesting in the uh, whole strike. No. We didn't get enough. Hello. Yo, who's this? What's up? This is Mike Doss, ATG Radio. You got Mike Doss and you got Andre Rozier. What's going on, champ? Ah, uh, let's go, champ. What's up, guys? How you doing? Honestly, what do you think 
you know, that Tyson Fury has left right now, do you think that, you know, he can rebound from the Vladimir Klitschko fight? I definitely think that he can uh he can he can he can get himself I mean, if you look at his training what he's been doing for like the last year, he's uh he seems to have, you know, lost a lot of weight, you know what I mean? So I'm I'm looking forward to to a tough fight. He's a big man who moves well. You know, he's not big he's not a big puncher, but he's a guy who moves well for a guy his, his height. So, you know, he throws himself around the ring pretty well. You know, he he tries to box. He's kind of cute a little bit. But uh, at the same time, he's not a puncher. He can't bang. So that's what, that's my goal, get in there and bang with him. But as a champ like you are, you know, you know you know the game. You definitely know that boxing is 60%, 70% mental. Uh, even though he's losing that weight, do you think mentally that he can hang, you know, with the big boys? Do you think he can get back mentally? Uh, we don't know yet. We got to see. You know, he's got to get in front of a crowd. He, you know, we haven't seen him in front of a crowd in a few years. Um, you know, he's got a lot of momentum right now with the people believing in him. Uh, but me, myself, personally, you know, my goal is to uh, to take all that confidence away. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm, my goal is to get in there and break his confidence because he's a big man and he's, he's going to try to move. And my goal is to catch his fat ass and beat on him. <laughs> there you go. But are you are you, are you kind of disappointed? You know all the the talk you're doing with Vladimir. You know all the great videos, man. I, I, you had me rolling, champ. I, <laughs> you sit there eating in the restaurant. You walk in. Let's go, champ. You know I eat what you eat. You know that that should happen. That's right. Dude, that was classic stuff. And you know, but are you kind of disappointed the way that you know that that Vladimir's career ended up? You know, fighting Tyson Fury, losing, you know, losing Anthony Joshua, stepping away. You, 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 deep down, do you still wish you would have got a piece of him? Um, yes and no. I think that you know, everything happens for a reason. Um, you know, my time is yet to come, and like, like, like RJ said, we are from the same house. Uh, we started together in the same, you know, we from the same gym, and um, my my old trainer Jimmy O'Fowler, rest in peace. He used to always say, you know, your time is coming. And my time ain't come yet, believe it or not. I think my time is coming. So as far as Vladimir goes, I think that you know, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't the time yet. Although it was a lot of momentum, even with David A, there was a lot of momentum, and you know there was those were big fights that you know I think we could have really maximized the internet because if you look at Instagram and you look at where 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 it is now, everyone's tuned into Instagram. It was the beginning. A lot of people were wanted to see this fight. A lot of non-boxing fans, which was, which was great, but you know it didn't happen. Unfortunately, we got to move on. But I think the big fight is coming, and if it doesn't, you know what? I still had a lot of fun. I traveled the world. I, I think I've done a great job in letting the millennials know, the new kids know who Shannon Briggs is. And if you look at it from, you know, from a, a different perspective, champ. You know, I was in the '90s. I thought I turned pro in '92. I won a title in '97. I won it again in 2006. Um, so I, I've, I've been able to kind of like navigate through different eras of, of, of people, you know what I'm saying, from the 90s all the way up down to 2018. There you go. Well, speaking of David Hay, you know, we had a fight against Tony Bellew, the rematch this or last weekend. Did you watch that fight? What were your thoughts about that? And what do you think David Hay should do from here? Um, I thought that, um, you know, Tony, him and Tony is a, is a definite grudge match that, they didn't, they didn't like each other, um, and you know, uh, you know, the, 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 he got caught. He got caught. I think David got caught. Um, but again, David's defense to me was always shady. He's his, his, you know, he's a puncher. 
He's a he's a guy who 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 is fast and he's a swinger. He will swing. That's why he's those haymakers. I guess that's why they call him haymaker. Um, but I, I, I you know I, I felt like the same thing with David is it's all about the momentum. It's all about the energy, and I felt the energy and the momentum was on my side. So I felt like. You know, it was it was it was a great opportunity for me to run up on him and knock him out. Um, David didn't want that to happen. He backed out of the fight, and you know he he's seen a bigger, I guess, a bigger and safer avenue to go with Tony. He got two fights out of that. I'm sure he made a shitload of money. Oh, excuse my language. I'm sure. Oh, he made man, a lot we, of money. we lied, man. It don't matter. This this is uh, you can talk, you can say anything you want, champ. We are. Nah, pardon me, champ. So so I think I think that he. Uh, I think he's seen the writing on the wall, and he, he got two big opportunities out of Tony, and, you know, more power to him. There you go. Well, let me ask you this. The big fight, everybody's talking about, I know you've been asked probably a million times, but I haven't asked you this. I want to just go ahead and let it go. Anthony Joshua, Deontay Wilder, do you think that fight is going to happen this year? And if not, where do both guys go from here on out? Um, I think both guys will, will keep doing what they're doing as far as, the mandatories and um, and taking fights that they have to take. Have to take. I think that's a huge fight over in England. I think that's a huge fight in, in London uh, at Wimbledon, probably if not the O2. Um, I think it's it's a great fight if it can happen. I mean, two young guys, two big two big guys. As far as who will win, in my opinion, I, I, I I'm leaning towards Anthony because of his. Um, skill level as far as, you know, his defense and his skill level. I think we all know Wild is Wild. He knows haymakers. And fortunately for him, when he hits when he hits you, he can he can hurt you really bad and knock you out. So it's a dangerous fight, but it's a great fight. But again, I lean more towards Anthony just because of the tech the technicality part of it, that he's more he's more technically sound and uh his defense is, is, is look seems to be a lot better. And even his stamina, I, I think I think uh Wilder seems to, you know, he, he stays dangerous. Don't get me wrong. He stays dangerous to the 12th round, but you can see him tiring out at times. That's just because he's throwing so many hard punches, you know? Yeah. Well, you know what? I'll I tell you what. I Really, Deontay Wilder, I hope – I mean, I really want the Joshua Wilder fight to happen, but if not, I really want to see Shannon Briggs, you know, go into the restaurant – you know, Deontay Wilder, I eat what you eat. You eat what I eat, champ. Let's go, champ. That would be some of the most hilarious right. shit. Deontay Wilder right. would make it fun, but Anthony yeah. Joshua would be kind of boring with him. And I want to see Let's Go, champ, with, with Deontay Wilder, man. That's, we got I want to see, see it, too, champ. I want to see it, too, champ. I'm telling you, it would be the greatest thing ever. <laughs> well, shit, I'll tell you no. what, I'm going to pass you on to Andre. I know he has some, a lot of questions for you, but uh, before I do, you know, I, I, you know, everybody knows it, people that follow you, you, know, you have asthma. You've been controlling it very well. And, you know, there's been a lot of stories about it back in the day. How is that going right now? How is your stamina at this age? I know you're training every day, but how are you controlling your asthma? Is everything okay with that? Yes, champ. I've I really been uh, focusing on my diet. That's been a huge uh, portion of me dealing with my asthma, my diet. And uh, you know what I eat, and exercise as well. You know, so I've been controlling it well. I've been tro- I've been controlling it well for the last couple of years, and uh, I feel great. Man, that's that's good to hear. I can't wait to I see you back great, in the ring, man. champ. But uh, man, thank Andre, you, champ. I appreciate you, man. <laughs> Go ahead, Andre. <laughs> Listen, we've had, let me tell you something. I I've been a Shannon fan, not just because he's my little brother. 
but because I knew this man could be that heavyweight dude. He could be that (laughs) ultimate heavyweight dude. We've been lucky at at our house of uh, Savage City to have some of the most prolific punchers that have been in the professional ranks. Um, you got oh, yeah. Shannon. You got Shannon Briggs at the top. You, you got Curtis Stevens, Danny Jacobs, uh, Joe Green, Brian Mungo. These are all guys that render you senseless with shots. Uh, to, to your head. <laughs> and, um, That's right. I mean, it's, I've always, I mean, I've always wanted Shannon to to get that shot, and you know, barring any health issues like um, with his with his constant fight. And it's been a noble fight with uh, asthma and being an advocate for those who do have it. Um, if we could ever see the 100% Shannon, I mean, look out. Look oh, out. Man. We don't know. Hey, look we out, don't champ. Know. Look out, champ. We, we know he <laughs> carries dynamite in his hands. And, yeah, I'm going to say it like this because that is my little brother. So, hell. Goddamn yes, I'm biased right now. I want to be a biased bastard, biased bastard boy from Brownsville, <laughs> all the way through. Let me tell you something. We got ready for a fight in Florida, and I was saying, uh, I think it, what was that guy's name? Uh, um, Michael. What was his name? Shannon. Michael. Which uh, one? Which one? The sparring partner we had. No, no, the the the, the uh, he was one of those amateur standout kids. Uh, he, he chose to accept the the, um, the assignment. Uh, we we knocked him off at the um, at the Hard Rock. I think uh, just before that was that maybe a last fight there. Just before you had uh, one, but you right, right, right. Michael, I I can't remember his name. Mike Marone, Marone, Mike Marone, Mike Marone, Mike Marone. There you go. So. Yeah, I'm looking and I'm saying like Mike. I remember Mike from the amateurs. He was a pretty good amateur too. I mean, he, he came to fight. He used to knock off a lot of the uh, super heavyweight kids. And he got in there, and and Shannon just destroyed him. And I was like, well, god damn. I mean, I knew he was gonna win the fight, but not like that. <laughs> I said, my my little brother is the goddamn man. The man. Nah, we had a lot of fun, Andre, man. Listen, let me tell y'all people out there, Andre is the man. Forget the phenomenal clothes that he made. My wife loves him like a brother. He's a great guy. He stayed at my house. You know what I'm saying? He's family to us. His clothes are phenomenal. But as a trainer, let me tell you something. As a trainer, people don't know. I think Andre is one of the top, definitely top three trainers in boxing right now. He really puts his passion into it. He really motivates you. He brings out the best things. He knows what to say, when to say it. I'm very impressed, man. Hopefully, Andre, you can help me on this comeback with uh, fear and we can knock this ball out. You well, you know I'm always here for you, little bro. And and let me tell you something. We have fun when we're together training. We have fun. That's right. And, and, and I can only say that, once again, um, before it's that time for Shannon to – um, great stuff with another one of his uh, capabilities and aspects. I'd like to see him get one more shot at this thing and take care of the business. I really would. Because me too, me too. <laughs> never fades. And he is truly one of the most powerful heavyweights that's boxing. Thanks, Sam. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. 
I'm still working hard. I'm having fun, and that's the most important part, that I'm having fun, the family's happy. And, you know, that's what I'm here for, man, to spread love and have fun with the people, man. I like to joke and I hope the people are having fun with me. Most definitely. Well, you know, I, I got a little bit of Twitter, a lot of Twitter love, but I got a question uh, from Waylon Way, uh, Wayward, at Waylon Wayward on Twitter. Ask Shannon what he does to make money. He has he doesn't fight all the time, so how does he earn a living? I, I think I got the answer. But... <laughs> what you think, <laughs> Ah, too funny. Uh, I hit the I hit the lotto. <laughs> That's funny because you know a lot of people want to know what I'm doing. You know, I live in a nice house, and people always ask me what I'm doing. None of your business. You've been <laughs> paying for my thirty bills. damn years, man. You saved your money. Yeah, none of your business. <laughs> Yeah, I want to throw that in there a little bit, man. I, I know you get a laugh out of that, but uh, but yeah, yeah. Shannon, I know you you got a busy schedule. You know, even though you're not fighting right now, you got a lot of you know irons in the fire. You know, it just you know awesome that you uh, gave us a little bit of your time. We appreciate it, and uh, man, you just you take it easy, and uh, hopefully we can have you back on the show. Man, well, I appreciate you having me on, man. Do me one favor. Let me just tell you, people can check out my website, Champ R X C B D. That's Champ C H A N P R as in Ronnie, X as in X-Ray, and that's CBD.com. Uh, that's my website. Check out my products. Um, and, you know, I'm happy of staying up. I'm having fun. Thank you guys for having me on the show, and I hopefully you guys can make me a regular. There, anytime. You're always welcome here. Just call in or give me a call. Give Andre a call. Anytime you want to come on, you've got a home here at ATU. I'm on, I want to come on every week. I want to come on every week. We need the 15-minute Let's Go Champ segment. So we, hey, we're, about to have, hey, we're about to have Tony the Tiger Thompson on, and if you want to stick around and you want to interview him on the show, hey, by all means. You, yeah, you call you call me when you got Tony on the phone. Let's go, champ. I'm about to get him on the phone right now. Okay, well, you call me when you got him on the phone. <laughs> all right, champ. All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. I'll talk to you later. Yes, sir. Have all a good right, night. Thank you, bro. I'll talk to okay, you let's go, champ. Let's go, let's champ. Go, champ. <laughs> let's go, champ. <laughs> I eat what you eat. Let's go, champ. <laughs> Take it easy, champ. Oh man, Andre, that dude's hilarious. It don't get much better than that, Captain. It but you know, you're talking about Brooklyn bangers, guys that you know the hardest punching guys from around there. You got to figure in Mike Tyson too. I mean, you know, come on. Oh yeah, but you know what I said? He but you're talking about the gym. I, I know what you're saying. Right, right from the gym. While well, we've had some of the most lethal punches in the heavyweight division from Brownsville. Uh, Riddick Bowe, Mike Tyson, Shannon Briggs. I mean, this is ridiculous. It's like super-duper ridiculous. And if you knew just the size of Brownsville, how can so much talent be a bridal from such a small area? Well, look at Puerto Rico. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. It's in the water, man. It must be. (laughs) It must be. But like I tell you, Shannon is, uh, to this day, he's one of the funniest guys that I know. Um, he really is family to me, and uh, he, he's a fantastic talk. He always is. I'll tell you what, he, he, I mean, he, probably, he probably does make money as a comedian because he could. The guy's hilarious. He he's always good he to have on the could. show. 
the inactivity mm-hmm. bothers me though, Andre. The guy ain't fought in two years. I mean, it would be yeah. good. You know, the, I love to see a Tyson Fury fight. That's the perfect fight for both guys. You know, you got two guys that are inactive. One guy that blew, you know blew up, you know, forty, fifty pounds. You know, coming back down. You know, not really sure what he has left. He, he seems like he's looking good in the gym. He's doing what he has to do uh, against Shannon Briggs. The guy hasn't fought in two years, also. You know, that's up in age. Exactly. It, it's a good crossroads fight between two former champions. I agree. I love to see. I it. agree. I like this. I, I, let's let's do what we do best, Mike. Let's promote. Let's do it. Make the fight. Let's, let's make promote. the fight happen. We call got, it out. I got Tyson Fury's number. Out. We need to let call the him. Work. <laughs> <laughs> but I think they're already working on that. They've been talking about that for a little while now. I think Shannon knows a little bit more. You know, he's taking that tuna fight because I think the fight might be already done or talked about and right. pretty much finished right. up. You know, and he ain't really, he's kind of tight-lipped a little bit about it, so I think he knows a little bit more of what he's saying, and I hope it's happening, because, uh, you know, I, I think Tyson is prob- would probably win that fight, but with the power of Shannon Briggs, man, you never know. You never, listen, man, <laughs> Captain, that man can punch. <laughs> oh, I know he can. I know, but it's just the the inactivity bothers me, man. That's the only thing. Yeah, that's that's the only thing, because you gotta you gotta be able to line up, engage your attack, and uh, just the fluidity of of constant competition keeps you sharp. And uh, when you can punch like that, if you sh- and and Shannon's a pretty sharp puncher. It's not like he's a waifing or or a um, a wide um, clubbing type puncher. His punches are pretty sharp, middle, so it, it, it'd be good to see him stay busy so he can continue to do that. There you go. But I'll tell you what, we're going to be bringing another guest on here in a little bit. You know, uh, man, the Tiger, another comedian, another hilarious guy, Tony Thompson, former title challenger. Good overall, dude. Had his trainer, Barry, you know, Barry Hunter, on last week. You know, he, he's just a, a phenomenal person. He's hilarious. I mean, if you, I don't know if you remember watching the fight with uh, uh with David Price. I think it was the rematch. You know, he went in there and mowed Price down in two rounds, become the first guy to ever beat him. You know, going right back. You know, David Price is one ballsy guy. You got to give him credit. You know, uh, just five months later, not even five months later, you know, in the same arena, he's like, you know what? I want this guy again. You know, the fight's a little bit better. Drops Thompson in the second round, and then gets knocked out himself again in round five. And after that fight, Thomas was like, I think he said something to the effect, I'm going to go home and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have, have sex with my wife or something like that. Yeah, he certainly did. And I'm like, what? <laughs> he said like the whole time he, he had nothing out. on his mind except booty, you know. <laughs> like he ain't been getting on. He's like, you know what? I want, I want to go home and I want to do my girl. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> but he, he's a funny right. guy. He's uh, He's been retired. You know, for uh, for two years now, I want to see what he's up to. I was going to get him on last week, but he had some he had some things going on. But he promised me, called me today, he said, "Man, I'm going to be on. I want to be on the show." So, you know, I'm going to give him about 15 minutes. We're going to call him around nine o'clock, and we should have some uh, some other good stuff going on. And let me see who we got. I think I know who this is. ATG Radio, welcome. You're on live. Yo, what's going on, Doc? Flawless, man. What's going on? You good? What is going on? Flawless, my main man. Andre, you got Flawless from the UK, the host of 
a great show on ATG Radio. You had a you know, great show Friday night. Congratulations. You'll know, talk about the show. Talk about uh, you know, what's your, how y'all feeling right now. All right, the show's called Big Fight, Big Nights Only. And, like, the clue is in the title. Basically, what we do is cover the biggest fight. So we do a preview show on the Friday, and then either the Saturday night or the Sunday, we do a recap show. So it's myself, uh, Jesse Week, and the JK who cover it. And obviously the first show, like you said, we covered Hey Bell U2 and Triple G Veins, and then we did the review show. But I was just calling in to just say you're doing a good job and the interview's good and whatnot. That's all. I'm just oh, showing yeah, you. I want to give you some love, man, because you know I talked about the show our, our last Wednesday. Let everybody know that it's going to be on. And uh, I was out of town on vacation with my family. I haven't get a chance to listen to it, but I was following you guys on Twitter, and it seems like you had a lot of love and everybody was enjoying it. So just major congrats. And I wanted you to give a little word about it because uh, people need to know about it. Uh, I know it's a once in a while. It's supposed to be big fights, big nights, but I think you guys are going to start turning this into a weekly show, right? Um, it depends if the people ask for it. Because like you said, with the listeners on Twitter, we didn't know how it was going to be perceived. So we was like, you know what? We're just going to do it and see. And the feedback was good. Like people, like, as you well know, Jesse's a wild card. JK actually knows a bit. Out of the three of us, JK is the knowledgeable character in it. Like, I'm just a UK guy, and Jesse's the wild card, and we just chop it up in an unprofessional fashion. See how your show goes smoothly and chopped up with guests and segments. Like, our show is not like that, at all. <laughs> yeah, our show don't always go smoothly, folks. You got to remember the, the Jamel Charlo incident, you know, the John David Jackson incident, the, the, the infamous, you know, Ashy Balls incident with Steve Cunningham that went viral. You know, with Rufus, I don't. I, I, that was before Andre's time, but I, Andre, you need to get on YouTube and you need to look up Steve Cunningham ashy ass balls. That's, that's hilarious. It was it was two days after Tyson Fury defeated Steve Cunningham, and, <laughs> and Rufus is like the biggest Tyson Fury fan ever. And he started talking about the gravy train, and, and you're riding the gravy train, Steve, and and you got knocked out, Steve, and Steve just like went ballistic on him, <laughs> told him to suck his ashy ass balls. Oh my goodness! <laughs> but so so my bad flaw is it don't always go smooth. So, but I do appreciate the good words. <laughs> yeah, it don't. Right, it don't always go smooth. It will go off like occasionally, but like with our show, that's what we. Gave our show up. like we ain't we ain't professional like like in that sense we literally call it the most unprofessional boxing radio show so we let people know like it's just but that's a good thing ABC. sometimes because you know what I li- yeah. I like fights or I like shows just like fights and you never know what's gonna happen totally unpredictable yeah 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 and you put a guy like Jesse right. Rican in there you got him unpredictable like times a thousand. <laughs> Yo, Jesse is like that, and here's the thing: because he picked the Bellevue Hay fight right, he's going on about it, and it was dreadful. Like on the yeah, recap show, because he's the on only Twitter. one. That... <laughs> yeah, on Twitter, he's the only one that picked it, and he's like, "See, I got it right." I'm the boxing guru and all this, and it's like, "Yo, shut up!" You know, the least out of three of us. But well, now nah, people enjoyed the show. You got to remember though, this is ATG, so we're all the way around. So me and Andre actually picked uh, Tony Bellevue also. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah see, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we did directly. <laughs> you picked right, like me, JK, both picked. Yeah, we both picked Tay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We both, you and then there's a few. We would I was also thinking real well. hard about that, though, Flawless. I really, I ha- I thought that Hay had a tremendous chance to win that fight. I was just worried about his body breaking down. It seems like it's been happening every fight. 
and I think, I mean, to me, I mean, I don't know what you're, I want you to, I want to ask you about what your thoughts of the fight were, but I think that David Haig could be shot. Yeah, he has to retire. He has to retire. But here's the thing. I said that I was thinking the same thing about his buddy because I did tweet out and put on my Facebook. I was like, hey, wins this fight if his buddy holds up. But it wasn't too – he just fought. It was the wrong game plan. I said this on the show. We did. I was like, did, did you give hate? I give hate clearly the first two rounds because he boxed. But then when he started to trade, he got caught. I'm like, why are you trying to trade? Box. I didn't understand it. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Me. You know, you know our next guest coming on, Tony the Tiger Thompson. You know him very well from his fights with David Price. You know, just just all his great fights that he had. I would be honored if you stick around with us and you uh, help us interview uh, Tony Thompson. Um, you know what? I was going to shoot off because it's late over here, but yeah, I'll stay on for five minutes. Why not? Let's hear what Thompson's got to say. Yeah, hey, man, he's a good guy. <laughs> Hey. Andre, we're about to make it happen, my man. We're about to call our next guest, Tony the Tiger Thompson. You're a former top heavyweight, hell of a guy, comedian himself. We're going to see what he has to say. Let's touch on Washington, brother. Yes, yes, sir. I wish we could have got uh, Barry Hunter and him on the same time, but, you know, things happen. But I'll tell you what, we're going to bring him on. He's been texting me the last you know, hour saying, I'm ready. Let's do this. The fighting spirit is still there. He's still ready to conquer the radio waves and not the heavyweight division. But you know what? We're going to ask him. Maybe that's a possibility. Maybe he might say, you know what? I am coming back. Oh, Let's see what happens. Hello. Tony. Yeah. What is up, my man? You got Mike Doss, ATG Radio, Andre Rozier, Flawless, my man from the U.K., on the show, wanting to hear about Tony the Tiger Thompson. Champ, how have you been? Oh, I've been fine. How you guys doing? Doing good, uh, man. All good over here. Doing very good, Tom. Good, 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 good. Hold on one second, fellas. Okay, here we go. I just wanted to touch base with you, man. It's been a little bit. We ha- I know we haven't been seeing you in the ring. I know you're stuck. You know you stepped down from the from the game. But uh, you know what are you oh, been yeah. up to? You still doing anything in boxing? You still training? You still you know working with kids? What's going on? Man, I ain't doing jack nothing in boxing. <laughs> I ain't doing. <laughs> I'm pretty much I ain't doing too much of anything, honestly, man. I'm chasing around my my youngest son who's 17 about that. Probably head to a, you know college to play some major sports, and I just enjoy watching him and his mom. Just enjoy watching him. Right. There you go. Well, before we start, man, I want to let you know that you know we can say whatever we, we want on this show because oh, the yeah. SEC doesn't care. So it's oh, like satellite yeah. radio, yeah. so you can just drop it down if you want to. We don't care. Oh, That's you already know. Okay. <laughs> Drop it like it's hot. <laughs> well, bring it on, man. But remember, you asked for it. <laughs> I know you still been following the game. You ain't been doing nothing. You've been laying around the house all day, being retired, enjoying the fruits of your labor from before, and just being Tony Thompson, just being the tiger, but being the tiger in your own house. I know you're sitting there with the remote. You're still clicking the button. You're still watching the game. You're still watching fights. Did you watch David Hay, Tony Bellew this weekend? No, I missed that one. 
Everybody keeps telling me about that one, but I'm gonna tell you when I did watch that actually got me a little excited. When uh, Joshua was fighting, uh, oh man, they just fought for the championship. Parker, Parker, right, right, Joshua and Parker, right. I'm the one take the damn hits to the head, fella. Y'all wake the fuck up, man. (laughs) Parker, okay, so. That fight actually, for the first time in a long time, got me stirred up because I could not believe how inept uh, Joshua looked at times, honestly. Mm. I was like, wow. If Parker was a bigger puncher or a little braver, he might have took Joshua out. Tony, do you feel feel like your best... That uh, you might roll uh, Joshua if if it was that point in that time. Do you think at uh, Tony T's best that you could best him in a match? You don't even give me Tony T's best. You give me uh, Tony T and David Price. Ah. That, right. That's what I'm just telling you, man. The dude just don't look like he know he big, he's strong, yes. He's tough, hit hard, yes. But we seen me floor big, strong, tough motherfuckers be full. And that would be um, one hour floor. That's no lie to me. So they would if I was still fighting and I was still only forty, they would make sure that kid stayed away from me. Uh oh. Right now. Well, you got a good track record against UK fighters, I will give you that. And uh, right. they probably would have stayed away from you, I guarantee you. And then you guys watch the fight, man. What's that? Um, I'm a lover, hey. not a fighter. <laughs> oh. No, what the man, hell they got to do with watching the goddamn fight? fight? You on a boxing goddamn TV show? I said, did y'all watch the fight? <laughs> yeah, of course I watch the fight, man. That's all I do. I right, that's what I'm fight. saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Did you see how, how poor Joshua looked to me against clearly an out match guy? He looked, well, he you looked, know what it was, Tony? I thought that uh, I thought that Joshua seemed to be a, a bit intimidated by Absolutely. the hand speed. And Absolutely. That jab, that jab Absolutely. kept him on balance all night. Right, but how many jabs did, did Parker actually land? Not, about maybe a third. <laughs> well, I only think he landed. Go back and look at his stats. He didn't land that much. All he did was kept, kept fighting real short. Just to keep out of Parker's distance, and Parker didn't do anything; could not get past that. He he basically got fainted for twelve rounds. Right, exactly. And he that's and horrible. He ate a bunch of those too. He mm-hmm. ate those things like they were uh, eggplant parmesan. Man, and at one time, uh, I think one of them, he fainted one time and hit him almost like he almost he rocked Joshua a couple of times. Uh, yeah, he did. He yeah. Did. But, you know, one thing about uh, Parker, he was bobbing and weaving a lot. He had some great upper body movement. You know, right. And, and it really did throw him off. So a guy that really does does that's going to throw him off. But he was a smaller guy, too, mm-hmm. to an extent. And I think that really – he wasn't ready for that. Joshua definitely wasn't ready for that. And, and he did is he not the fucking heavyweight champion of the world? Yes, he is. <laughs> Oh, okay. You sound like you his grandfather or some shit. Oh, he wasn't ready. Oh, my God, man. What the fuck? You on a boxing show or a knitting show, oh? Bama did not look that good. Stay to the facts. I want to I want to swing it around though because you got more than one champion right now. He is a champion. You do, but you got you another do. one, and his name is Deontay Wilder. 
You know, Deontay Water just fought, you know, Luis Ortiz a couple months ago in a hell of a fight. A guy that you're familiar with in Luis Ortiz, mm-hmm. the final fight of your career. What were your thoughts mm-hmm. about that fight, and what are your thoughts about Deontay Water? I thought it was a good fight, and I thought uh, Deontay was sick. He looked like he exhibited all the signs of being sick, especially dehydration. He was tired. He was sluggish. He wasn't as, as you know, uh, big and strong and athletic, and, and you know he was he was tired a lot a lot of times, but he, he still got that goddamn Joe crack. <laughs> I say You said what? Well, I didn't see the George Washington fight. You didn't ask me about George Washington. You he asked me about this fight. Sick about on that one too. <laughs> no, I don't know. Hey, listen, I've never been a big Deontay Wilder fan until recently, and that's only because of the level of competition that's out there. He's just the best that's out there. So you, you asking me about? Is there any? I don't, I don't know if I want to say bitterness, but is there any? You know, you kind of think, hey, you know what? The headwood division is getting real hot again. You know, when I was in there, you know, it was it was kind of lukewarm. It, it wasn't hot, hot, but it was. You had a champion that was dominating for a long time. You know, but now mm-hmm. it's so wide open, and you got so much new talent. Some I mean, Olympians coming up. You know, do you kind of wish, hey, you know, I wish I could compete with these guys? And uh, does it kind of does it ever bother you that you know you were a little too late in your career to to, to mess with the top of the heavyweights? now well no not really you know the only thing that bothers me uh not the only thing but as far as what you're asking the only thing that bothers me in that aspect is that uh the the champions that were in my time frame never got to feel me at my best right that's the only thing i ever wish i wish i could have called Vlad, you know four or five years earlier probably right after that you know, a couple of fights I had before then, I was already had. I was healthy. I was in shape. I was ready. They just kept stalling, stalling, stalling. Then the injury set in, and they could not, could never get back fully healthy. So, so that's the only thing. Other than that, these young guys, they come along at their time. I'm happy to sit back and watch them do their thing because I had my time. I just wish my time was spent a little more healthy. You said what? I'll tell you what. A lot of people don't keep it real like that, but uh, that's cool. That's very cool what you just said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just what it is, man. You know, Father uh, t- uh, Time, 80 and over, 80 motherfucking KOs, baby. So it's your time, and then it's not your time. I'm okay with it not being my time. You yeah, know? Right. But I, but I do. 8,000 KOs. Absolutely. Hey, don't 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 fuck with my jokes, man. You make your own jokes. Yeah. All right. When I said eighty, and I've been saying that same fucking joke. My wife still laughs at that joke. And you gonna come try and change my joke because it's your radio show. <laughs> Hell with you. All right. After the David Prize fight, the second fight when you knocked him out in the fifth round. You know, when you had the, the mic in your hand, you're like, I'm going home to, to, to do my old lady. Or so you said something like that. <laughs> that had me, you had me rolling so hard. I'm like, man, I love Tony Thompson. That is, he is man. the man. All the guys. Well, he came, asked like, me. Did, did he just say that? <laughs> All right. I mean, he, he asked me what was I going to do. You can't ask me questions you weren't honest answers to. That was the honest <laughs> And that's what happened. He asked me, I told him, I ain't seen my wife in some weeks. I'm about to go beat that booty up. <laughs> and it just so happened I was on TV at the time. Oh, man. That was beautiful stuff, Tony. And I'll tell you what. You but know, he asked me. So <laughs> it's his TV, fault. You know, cracking jokes all the time. You're definitely missed, not only in the heavyweight division, just the sport itself. 
you, know, you gave so many fans so many good times. You know, not just boxing, but you, you know, your comedic stuff. Man, you're hilarious. And uh, we just had another hilarious guy on, and we were going to actually try to get you on the same time, but he had to get off the phone. But Shannon Briggs was just on the on, on the show about ten minutes ago, and uh, he's oh, a comedian too. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but Shannon, Shannon a big steroid field comedian, big lumpy <laughs> half of a mountain motherfucker. <laughs> it's funny how much boys he can hold. That's what's funny. You tell Shannon, I said hi though. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, we got my man That's my in the UK, another UK guy that you know, definitely has a lot of respect. You earned it by knocking out David Price. I think he was even at the fight. But flawless, you got any questions for Tony the Tiger Thompson? Well, I was gonna ask him like some boxing questions, but then he's like, I ain't done shit with boxing. I got nothing to do with it. So uh, recently, it's like that's pretty much all the questions out the window. Yeah. Now I'm glad you. <laughs> Because um, he's, he's from Liverpool, he's a scouser. I'm from Manchester, and we don't like each other. So thanks for beating him twice. Today. Oh man! Hey, listen, you know the fun, the funny part about it. I had a Manchester jersey. I was going way out to the crowd, and they oh, was like, "No, up. man, you will get killed if you do that." <laughs> yeah, talking about you know, doing your wife after the fight, and you know that's that's probably safer than than wearing a Manchester jersey. Right. I I what I say. Hey, I'm gonna wear this house. Out to the fight, man. They keep booing my national anthem, so fuck them. You know, I was ready to play hardball with the Coozers, Cowsers, Coozers, whoever the fuck they is. But, but somebody was like, you want your family to live and survive. Do not wear that out here. <laughs> well, yeah, we've got a lot of Twitter love right now. A lot of people on Twitter, you know, giving you a lot of, you know, a lot of props. Um, I got one question right here. Uh, undisputed ring king at undisputed ring king on Twitter. You know Thompson has a good mind for the sport. Would he ever consider training fighters? Uh, a lot of people ask me that, man. Is I mean, you know, honesty. If the right opportunity came along, yes. But training fighters is not as easy as people think, especially if you want to train a young guy to an older guy. You know, you got to put in all that time and commitment, hoping that the younger guy don't quit along the way, waste all your fucking time, or you got to inherit somebody else's fucking problems as an older guy. You know what I'm saying? It's just a whole lot of stuff to it, and I don't have the time. Like I said, I got a young heavyweight in my house. He's 6'7", 230, but he just don't box. He plays basketball. I'm good with that. Right. So I love watching him do some shit. I want to train his ass. So uh, until he out my face. Yes, and he's seventeen. So. Damn. He might still. He might still get taller, T. <laughs> he might. He might, man. He's he won't go play basketball in college. So I'm hoping, you know, he get a little, you know, Tony Thompson, late growth spurt. I don't know, you know. Let, he might hit six you, nine. I'm, I'm gonna tell you a story. My cousin is John Sally, and. Mm-hmm. John was like maybe maybe about six eight six nine when he left for Georgia um, Tech. Mm-hmm. Man, T when he graduated Georgia Tech and went to the Detroit Pistons, Johnny was seven and a half. Yeah, with, with ball handling skills a little bit. Mm-hmm. There you yeah, go. Too bad he was better at a bit of comedian than playing basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely got to let this out. The real Charlie Zelenoff, at real Charlie Z, 
I don't know if you know who Joey Zelenoff is, but he uh, he sparred with a Deontay Wilder. It was all over YouTube uh, back mm-hmm. a couple years ago. He uh, he says, tell Thompson to fight me. He knows I would destroy him. I am the greatest of all time, 224-0. The real Charlie Z on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Somebody's calling 46, you out, though. Uh, I'm 46. Ain't no motherfucking love at calling out a 46-year-old. You ain't in, you in a no-win situation, motherfucker. He's in a no-win situation. He beat me, then I'm going to be on TV and say, I'm 46. What the fuck are you supposed to do? If I whoop his ass, I'll be like... And look, if I whoop his ass, I'm be like, I told you I would beat this young punk. You know what I'm saying? So he didn't know why put yourself in a position to lose, lose to me. You're going to lose to me. You can knock me out and lose to me. You're going to still lose. Right? <laughs> lose. I'll be like, I'm 46. What did you do? So, okay. <laughs> and there's no guarantee he's going to knock me out, actually. So tell him watch his motherfucking mouth. Well, he's, he's, he's like he's like five foot eight, 120 pounds. He's just, you know, he, he's just talking shit. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. You talk about that little clown dude. Oh yeah, my God! Why y'all even? Why y'all even have me answering this bullshit? I'm not on no <laughs> motherfucking social media watching this. Oh God, man, you tricked me. <laughs> hey, at Dap Boxing, at Dap Boxing on Twitter, ATG Radio. I love Tony Thompson. There you go. You got some love there. You getting all kind of love on Twitter, my friend. Alan Garnett oh, at Alan Garnett one. He should train David Price since he's going to continue fighting. Would he consider it? You know that's real funny, cause after I uh, beat the shit out of David Price twice, I was like, "Damn, I could train David back." Check that out. <laughs> Ain't that if funny? I said the same thing. Tomorrow, My wife said that shit. If, if, he, mm-hmm. if he called you tomorrow and said, "You know what? I got knocked out by Alexander Povetkin. My career's kind of on the downside. I still think I have something left. You could show me a lot, Tony. Will you train me? Will you come to the UK and show me how to fight?" You got damn right, because I wouldn't have to show him how to fight. Mm. That's what that's where everybody go wrong with David. Mm-hmm. Was David? How would you rank David Price? You know, when you fought him undefeated, he was up and coming. He had a lot of confidence. You fought probably the best David Price that anybody's fought. You know, what are your thoughts of him? Do you think that if he wouldn't have met you, that how far would he would he have went? I have no doubt if he had probably not fucked with me, he. He'd probably be at the very least uh, one of the top contenders for the championship right now. He's not one of the champions. Really? Yeah. Man. I mean, he got it all. He got it all except for he a fucking head case. <laughs> well, that and you cannot be a head case. Man. You cannot be a head case going in the ring with Tony Thompson. That's a bad fucking move. I just fucked with his head the whole time. Mm. And the same shit I just told your little five eight little pill motherfucker about knocking me out. The same shit I kept telling David. You you remember you said it was an accident I knocked you out. Mm-hmm. So if I knocked you out again. Remember how bad you gonna look. That nigga could not relax the whole time. Check it out. Well, check it out. Science again. That's science again, that's boss. That's all it was. Same happened. The same thing with the first fight. He kept. Everybody expected him to knock me out. I was like, dang, suppose I accidentally knocked you out. <laughs> Were you shocked? After you knocked this guy out, you know, five no. months later, they, they wanted to no. in the same arena. You weren't shocked. No. You said, was I shocked that I knocked him out? No, was you shocked that you got a rematch so quick? They asked for another another chance. 
No, I, we already knew her. My, my wife played uh, played um, his manager so bad he he got titties. Played him so hard. It was so hard. It wasn't even right. I was mad at her. I was like, "Why are you beating this man up like this?" He was like, "Shut up!" And I, next thing you know, he had a pussy and some titties. I was like, "Dang, damn! Well, look what you did, wife. Look what you did." That wasn't on me, fellas. That was on her. She negotiated the shit out of that joint, and they 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 had to make it. So your wife single-handedly ruined David Price's career. Well, I mean, you know, I did that. Your part. hands helped. Right. She she basically, you know, put put the switch on the the woman thing. I think that was her final straw. He cried so much. He's like, "Fuck it, I'm home only. I'm making the switch." It was over. <laughs> Hey, science again. As science again, box. Tony Thompson is the oh, most man. underrated funny man in boxing. It's mm. not funny, man. I was just honest, man. I'm just telling you what happened. That's why you asked me a question. I gave you the truth about. They wanted to fight so bad. My wife raped him. He said, "Fuck it, we'll get raped this bad. I might as well have a pussy." <laughs> hey, Ken Spelling, this is the best uh, guest you guys had in a while. I'm crying laughing over here. Great job, ATG. And then Lime <laughs> Connors says, Thompson is a legend. <laughs> so you are getting some mad Twitter love, my friend. You know, right. I, I wish you were 36 and not 46 because seeing you in the ring, oh my God. You, sometimes I know what's going to happen when you fought. And I mean, I still would watch the fight, but I would go, you know, get a beer, get a steak, you know, just kind of, you know, go do something for a little bit, come back, you know, see if you knock the guy out. But I would really wait for the post-fight interview for right. the fight itself. Basically, what he just said, your fights are so fucking boring, I had to wait for it was over, so I had to stay oh, up until the interview. That's basically what he just told me. <laughs> I knew you were gonna knock All that shit you said, I heard through all that bullshit. Man, you uh, were so bored, Tony. I had to get a beer, pay some food, get some food, pay some food, walk the dog, baby. Come back, yeah. baby, fight was over. Did the good part was over. Wash my car. My I dig it home. <laughs> I, I dig it. I did that too in one of them joints. Like hey, close to it. Hey, I'm just being <laughs> honest, man. I mean, I, I, I dig know, it. I'm with you, home. I, yeah, I've I'm always sure said I'm one of the I most. Get, I get done. I watched the post-fight interview and I crack up. Oh yeah, yeah. I always knew I was. Uh, I was excitingly boring. You had to know what you was watching to be excited about my fights. Honestly. Well, you know what? You I knew were that. actually exciting in the ring. You were exciting out of the ring. You, you were a great ambassador to boxing. And man, I, I commend you. I was a huge fan, Tony, and uh, I really hated to see you go. But I knew you knew what time it was. And you got yeah, out the man. right way. You didn't linger, you know, linger on and get beaten. And uh, you know, like some guys, they just don't know how to quit. And you did it. And I commend you, man. You're a great guy. Yeah. Class oh, yeah, act. Class yeah. I'm, 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 I'm happy to be out, man. That's like I said, it's a, a young man sport. I just wish, you know, I had had enough sense to start a little earlier. But then, if you think about it, if you start a little earlier, you might get a little more beat up. Right now, yeah. I still have all my senses. You know, I still That's make right. Uh, halfway decent jokes and shit that you can understand. So, right, you that's know. important. Yeah, so I, I'm good. You know, shit paying out like it's supposed to be. You know. But Tony, can we keep you off for a little bit longer? Because if so, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the fans to call in and maybe get a few guests to ask ask some questions. Hey, they got about 15 minutes, man. I go to bed with a booty. Go to bed. Remember that. <laughs> hey, that is that is. A, I, I gotta I gotta remember that one, man. That's... Right, you want to say Murray, you go to bed with a booty, go to bed, man. Ah, I like that, boy. <laughs>
<laughs> well, we got 15 minutes before the booty goes to bed. And uh, but, so if anybody has any questions for Tony the Tiger Thompson, who was on fire tonight, you call 929-477-1952. Again, that's 929-477-1952 to talk to the funny man that can beat your ass, Tony Thompson. There it is. There so, uh, Matt Stone at Stone Matt. Tony Thompson got into the sport late in life and accomplished a lot. Kudos to him. So, man, you're getting a lot of love. So, oh, man. But yeah, what were these motherfuckers when they were trying to buy tickets? That's what I want to know. What were all these motherfuckers when trying to buy tickets, man? Oh, come on, man. You're running around the house. You, you, you put your money in the bank. You're not doing too bad right now. No, <laughs> so let, let me ask you this, man. You know, you talked a little bit about Deontay Wilder. You're not really impressed with uh, Anthony Joshua. Who you, who are you impressed with in the heavyweight division right now? Who is your most watched guy? Who, who's your who's your favorite fighter as a heavyweight right now? Mm. Mm. Oh, you put me on the spot right there. Yeah, I got the tiger by the tongue, man. Ah, uh, okay. So if you're going to force me to pick someone, then I will have to say Deontay Wilder. Because usually he's only the one. I don't. I mean, honestly, guys, is I rarely watch a whole lot of heavyweight boxing. But when Deontay fights, I have to. To, to me, that's like the only must-see theater for me right now. Mm. Especially after sitting through what I've sat through with. After sitting through that Joshua Parker fight, that was rough for me to see. From he's been traumatized, (laughs) only traumatized big C. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you, I mean, even Deontay's uh, his sloppy fights are exciting because he's like in one second he's just gonna catch this dude with them ugly looking haymakers and he gonna look wild and spindly, splendly, whatever and and he gonna knock the dude out, you know. And he, but one thing, and another thing I like about Deontay, not saying that Josh was not Deontay, a tough motherfucker, man. You hit this one with because Ortiz should have knocked if he would had Park, if he would have Joshua instead of uh, Deontay, he did knock Joshua out that night. Really, man. Stop, man. I guess y'all really not paying attention. You gotta pay attention to the intricacies <laughs> of of the spice, man. This dude was out on his feet, man. He refused to quit. I used to see in his face this dude that he's serious about dying in that ring for his belt, man. Yeah. I spoiled the dude. That's how he act. He's just like, man, I don't care what you do. You're going to have to kill me to stop me. And you can right. tell that's his mentality. How many times uh, you know? No, we sparred a few times, man. He was in my camp mm-hmm. for the uh, for the um, Frisco uh, camp. Yeah, I know Deontay a long time. I remember like, like we was buddy buddies, you know, because he used to, you know, he came in, he he made you spar hard as you can, because that <laughs> you know, he was just like trying to kill you all the time, which is cool, because you trying, I was trying to kill you all the time. So you know, right. we was even, but in that that you know that aspect that he carried that to the ring, that's how he is, man. I didn't see Parker with, I mean, I didn't see Joshua freeze too many times. There are too many important moments. Like I said, if, if Parker was a little braver or a little stronger, he would have knocked him out because he had he could have hit him with so many uppercuts, man. Mm-hmm. So Rewind the tape and see how he paused in the uppercut position. Like, please, my chin right here. Please, somebody hit it. 
but oh. Parker would float away. Parker wouldn't attack it. Well, you already answered my next question. Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua, who you like? I, I like Wilder, obviously. I mean, yeah. I've only been braving his head for the last 30 minutes, so, but, you know. But, yeah, but, um, I mean, but, you know, in that case, man, you know, heavyweights is heavyweights, right? And both of them, two big, strong motherfuckers. So, whichever yeah, big, it. strong motherfucker hit the other big, strong motherfucker first is going to win the fight. So, I think, I think Wilder has a better chance of hitting Joshua first. That's the only reason why I pick Wilder. I think he's going to be more oh, versatile, okay. more fluid, even that wildest shit. Parker, I mean, Josh was so easily thrown off about anything that's not conventional. Even when Crisco was moving against him, he was less effective. And I think, and I think, wow, they're going to do that to him. And that's going to wind up being pot shots and, you know, but bang, bang, it's over. Damn. But you know what? Make a lot of sense, champ. Make a lot of sense. I know, because I'm so fucking smart. I know, I know. (laughs) (laughs) All I got to do is break it down You know, got to break it down for you At Max Diamande He's asking you Does he regret never fighting Tyson Fury? Uh, Of course Of course Me and Tyson Fury would have talked so much shit To each other (laughs) Oh my god You talk about somebody on my level Of shit talking We would have just sold tickets to the roast that would have been. We wouldn't have no fight. It would have just turned into a roast. <laughs> a bunch of chairs in the ring Tony, just talking shit. Right. Tony, that's why, Tony, that's why you got to train a heavyweight. So that when he uh, gets in there with uh, with a guy like uh, uh, Fury, he might not be able to say it, but his trainer definitely can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But then you take away from your fighter, and everybody like, why is he trying to be in the spotlight? So then you're the that's asshole right. anyway. They, they, They'll love it so much they won't even care. Can you imagine Tony Thompson fighting John Ruiz with Stony Stone in his corner? Oh my God, that would be it. Oh, oh no, he was no Stony would have been no match. He was under he was uh he was underprivileged in the mind category. He would have lost easily. So <laughs> it was no contest. Though. <laughs> I heard I heard I see Stony in action. It's just. Come on, well, we got That's eight minutes till booty time for Tony Thompson, so we got to hurry up. <laughs> mandatory eight count at mandatory eight count on Twitter. Is Tony impressed with the crop of young champions coming up, like Jared Hurd, the Charlos, etc.? Jared Hurd being from Maryland, kind of close to you. What do you think about guys yeah. like that? I like Jared Hurd, and I can't talk too much about him because we actually was my first boxing trainer was his original boxing trainer. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's wild. Yeah, man, guy named Tom Brown. So anything I say great about Jerry, they're going to be like, oh, he's such a fucking homer. And I'm going to be like, no, fuck you, fuck you, and fuck you. you know? <laughs> the kid can fight. <laughs> you know? The kid can so fight. I think, he's gonna, I think he's going to be uh, uh, boxes, one, one of boxes next superstar, especially with the allegations uh, Canelo going through. Deshaun is starting to come off Canelo a little bit. And oh, I think man. Jared, do you think it's a bad handle really, or do you think it's something else? One of you motherfuckers got to talk at a time, so I hear you say it again. <laughs> Go ahead, Andre. <laughs> no, I was just about to ask you the same thing. <laughs> what do you think about that Canelo situation, Tom? 
I mean, what, what do you mean when I think about it? I mean, I don't know if you guys remember when we were fighting David, we had a uh, radio show. They were asking me about, you know, drugs in the sport. I was like, come on, man, let's just stop fucking around, man. I hate this type of dishonesty amongst everybody. Everybody want to say, oh, this shit. No, it is happening, motherfucker. You ain't eat no pinto beans and got no drugs in your system, motherfucker. <laughs> a dude came from behind you, stuck you in your ass, probably. <laughs> With a needle. We know how that shit goes. Right, you know? And you probably had some pinto beans on top of it. I don't know. But the fact remains, this is the fact with boxing, man. They got to stop playing around. The the halves are going to have. Canelo is going to have. He's going to teach. He's going to make money regardless. It's the motherfuckers under Canelo that don't have, that's not having a fair chance. Because they can't afford to cheat and to hide it or afford a spin doctor to spin it when they get caught. Uh Mm. So instead of of making it unfair, just open up cheating, not cheating. Just don't make it cheat. I don't give a fuck if you want to take steroids to fight. That's not my decision to make for your body. And steroids not going to help your chin. That's why I didn't care to see any big, strong motherfuckers. Because I'm going to hit you with your chin. Your chin can't do push-ups. I tried it on my chin. It didn't work. It don't work. You can't do shit for your chin. If I hit it, it's going down. We got so, but all you doing, all you doing is making the lesser guys who might actually be good fighters not be able to compete with the Canelos because Canelos already a good fighter. Now he's super fucking charged. How fair is that? There you go. Hey, we got. And you're not going to regulate all of it. We got five minutes, Tony Thompson. Before it's booty time, we got two one three two one three. What's going on? Welcome to ATG Radio. Two one three, you're on. Yeah, this two one three. I want to ask Tony. Hey Tony, are you getting sleepy yet? Now two one three left. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck. That was me. Let me stop playing. <laughs> that was. He gone. Go to the next one. <laughs> Two one three, yeah. Two one three just dropped. I think I put him on the spot. He didn't want to talk to you. He was intimidated. Oh man. Huh? <laughs> he was intimidated, man. Oh my bad. My bad. Two one three. I love you, Holmes. Come back, Holmes. I- I'll wait for you. Yeah, he ain't gonna treat you like David Price. <laughs> man, no, 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 no. So, so you're 46 years old, champ. You know, you, you, retirement is on your mind. You're not even thinking about getting to the ring again. I, you know, I, I, like I said, I commend you for that. But is there a number? Is there a certain number that you would say you'd talk to your wife? You'd be like, you know what? I'm going to go in there. and I'm going to get back in the ring, and I'm going to get that money. Is well, you know, it's not even – it's not even a number. I can't even say that. It would have to be an opportunity. Mm-hmm. You did. Because mm-hmm. uh, give me the opportunity, my numbers gonna work out. Mm-hmm. So you know what I'm saying? Like chance. I said, no, I ain't no goddamn chance. Nobody give me no opportunity. My old ass at nothing. I'm. Do you say we daydreaming, man? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just <wondering>. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no chance, man. Unless you got this bag under your bed, you won't get me to get their losses together. No. <laughs> man, I, I wonder if you commentating on fights, man. You would be, man. They bring you in. You know, commentate on the fight. You you couldn't say fuck or bitch or motherfucker, but you know you. Can Man, we're gonna have a problem. We're gonna have a serious <laughs> fucking problem. 
I don't think I said too many sentences in a row without a cuss word, honestly. Even on TV, I was like, damn, can I say that? Oh, shit. Wait one second. Caller, you're on ATG Radio with Mike Doss, Tony Thompson, Andre Rozier, Flawless. Welcome. Caller, 111, you're on. I guess you're not on. Man, y'all didn't get our internet service together, bro. Come on, man. Hey, I'm Come trying. on, man. I'm, trying. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm begging these guys to call Tony Thompson, who is strictly on fire right now, asking, you know, answering every single question, talk about everything from tainted meat to booties to everything. Tainted motherfucker. meat? Man. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even say tainted meat. I ain't on tainted meat. I know she's probably got her naughty on right now. She's probably looking at you saying, come to bed. And I'm right. uh, talking about other things except our radio show and boxing right now. Um, but I tell you, man, you're a great guest. You're always welcome here. I love to have you back on any any time at all, man. Uh, come come, hey, man. come do the show with me. I don't care. Me and Andre. You know, anything. Right, right. Come Where on, y'all at, man? Come on now. Come on. We have Where y'all at in New York? It ain't like you're doing anything. I mean. <laughs> oh, you fucker. But you right. You ain't had to say it, though. That's true. Uh, you know, I got to say what love for you, Tony. You, uh, you're always welcome here. You're a great great guy, great sport, and uh, you gave the sport a lot of great moments, and all the fans love you. You're getting a lot of love on Twitter, a lot of love on Facebook. You know, Tony Thompson is definitely missing the business, and, uh, you know, any way we can have you, we'll take you, champ. Yeah, I think it, man. I heard a few girls tell me that, too. Man, you sound real sexy. <laughs> <laughs> My wife is right here. I'm glad you see you hear that shit. <laughs> anyway, we can have you, Ted. We'll take you. That's y'all fault right there, boy. You better give me three days' notice calling me this late. You hear what I said? Oh, she keep God. calling me at 930, Chumbo. Can you get on there? I'm like, I'm asleep. God damn it, Before you get off, I do, I, this, this is getting kind of crazy, but I do need to read this question. Dion Sean, at Dion Sean on Twitter, ask Tony if he eat booty. What? Hold on, hold on. First of all, booty in this day and age is two different things. Do I eat pussy? Yes. <laughs> Booty and pussy it might be two different things to these youngins. I'm not sure what these youngins doing right now. <laughs> preach it, T. Preach it. Right, right. Pussy has been going on since a long time. I've been since I was a teenager, so that ain't nothing. But that booty shit, we're going to leave that booty to them dirty dudes, the new, the new generation of booty eaters out there. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I, think we, I think it's time, Tony. I think it's time now to get you off the show. When, when people start asking if you're eating booty, it's time to go. 
Man, it's time to go. He'd have ran out of the uh, legitimate fucking intelligent questions. I bet your breast like booty, goddammit. Whoever asked me that. Yeah, booty. Mustache look like a Snickers. So, what booty? <laughs> social media anymore. I still got my fan page on Facebook. You know, I reach out when people ask me questions. I try to answer the questions. You know, when you guys call me, come on, I can. But I'm I'm, I'm really just really in the background, you know, trying to figure out, you know, where I want to go forward with this boxing thing. Or like you said, some other avenue, you know, commentating, whatever. Waiting for, I guess I'm, I'm waiting for the right opportunity. I'll tell you what, man. We had your uh, trainer, Barry Hunter, on last week. Dairy class guy. Very respectful guy. I, I enjoyed having him on. He's a great person, and uh, you're you're the same. You you're a little dirtier than he is. A little bit more vocal, but you know, oh, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's all good. But I tell you what, you would be a fantastic co-trainer or even a trainer. I, I want to see. I'd love to see that happen. I think you'd be perfect. And uh, you know, boxing is still there for you. You can do anything you, you want to do in the game. I just hope that you come back and uh, do something because boxing needs Tony Thompson. Right, I think glad to hear, man. Maybe you never know what God got in line for you, so just stay tuned, man. All God right, bless. But tell you take care. All right, man. Come back and see us, champ. Most definitely. Peace out, man. All right. Peace and love, Big T. Tony Thompson, <laughs> my man. Uh, Tony's funny as all get out, boy. Man, oh man. <laughs> Flores, what do you think about that, baby? <laughs> No, that's why I was quiet because I was over here cracking up. Like he hilarious. We gotta get like, Jesse Reagan on the damn phone with or with uh, Tony Thompson. Holy shit! Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. You did do that. Jesse Reagan with his drunken ass against Tony Thompson and do trivia. That'd be funny. <laughs> you know what? That You're would be world that. class. You are gonna date that happen. He's a hilarious guy. We definitely, I I definitely miss Tony Thompson. You know, with with the stuff with, uh, you know, with David Price after he knocked him out. I mean, just little things that he does. He's always been a a class act. He's a good, respectful guy, but he gets crazy too. He's hilarious. You know, it just, it's just good stuff, man. Just good stuff. Facts. Andre, are we going to let the tiger? Speaking of the tiger, we got another tiger, Chris Algieri, tiger in the cage. What's going on with him? Is he going to be able to come on tonight? Well, unfortunately, uh, Chris has had a situation in his family. His mom is recovering from a very, very serious health issue, and he's soldiering. And we, and we at ATG are going to put out a huge prayer for Mama Algeri so she recovers and she's 100% because uh, the champ is, they're, they're a close-knit family. There's nothing but love for my nephew, but he's dealing with that right now. We're going to try our best to make sure we get him on, on Wednesday, but uh, he's dealing with some issues right now, so. No, well, much respect to him, and uh, our prayers definitely to him and his, and his mom. You know, hopefully everything's okay. Um, yeah. You know, anytime we're, we'll be there, we'll be here anytime he needs us. You know, uh, he can come That's on right. anytime, man. We'd love to have him on. But uh, you know, pr- thoughts and prayers to, to the Algeria family right now. 
uh, without a doubt, much blessings. And the ATG family stands strong. The fire pit sending all the energy that we have towards Mama's way that she gets back on track and uh, she keeps doing what she's doing. There you go. And Lawrence Conway, at Lawrence Conway 3 on Twitter, a good friend of ours here on ATG. Prayers to Chris and his mom. You know, good stuff, man, good stuff. But uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, turn around a little bit and start looking into the future. And we got a little bit of boxing, a little bit of boxing this week, guys, just a little bit. But, Paulus, uh, Andre, we're going to talk the future fights this weekend, starting off May 11th. Samstown in Gambling Hall, Las Vegas, Nevada. You got Tony Harrison. You know, I like Tony Harrison. He's an exciting guy. Fighting Ishe Smith. I I got a lot of history with Ishe back in the day. We and him were really good friends. Talked to him all the time. Kind of lost touch, but he's still a great guy. Uh, kind of on the downside of his career right now. That fight's on Bounce TV. Uh, who do you guys like? Tony Harrison, Ishe Smith? That's hmm. under the radar. It's going down. Hmm. Oh, yeah, it's not really being promoted a whole lot, but thank Al Heyman for that. <laughs> oh, this guy with Al Heyman's shots. That was that, that was. <laughs> I'm just keeping it real, baby. That's a fire pit. I, I, you know, it certainly is. It certainly is. I'm, 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 liking, uh, I'm liking Tony in this one. Uh, Tony Tony has, has displayed so much capability, but whatever happens in that eighth round, I, I just can't relate. He just seems to fall apart in the eighth round, and he's controlling the fight until that point, and then, uh, you know, it's almost like uh, devastation strikes, and, and we end up coming up short with him. But uh, I, I think that he knows that he has to right that wrong if he ever wants the chance to get back on track. And I, I'm gonna I'm going to actually side with Tony. Well, it's a 10-round fight. You know how Tony Harrison is. You know, at late in fights, he gets sleepy. He falls asleep at the wheel. He gets caught. Can Ishe Smith actually capitalize on that? Does he have enough firepower to, to stop him late? What do you think, Lawless? I don't see why not. I don't see why he can't stop him late. Like you said, he, I like that analogy. He, fall asleep. he falls asleep at the wheel. But, yeah, I can see Ishe Smith catching him late. I don't see why not. It's not like Tony Harrison is defensively like a wizard or anything like that. So, yeah, I would say I would go with Ishe Smith. Well, like I said, that fight really did go under the radar. Really, really. Oh, yeah, and and actually it's a good card underneath. You know, uh, uh, you got Andrew Tabidi fighting Latif Coyote. Coyote's on the downside right now. I think Tabidi's going to knock him out. Uh, I don't know what you guys think about that. Um, Uh, I I agree. You also got, you know, the the Ryan Garcia killer, Rolando Romero, whipping ass in the gym, <laughs> putting it everywhere on YouTube, talking shit about Ryan Garcia, breaking his nose, inspiring, um, basically, you know, fighting under the radar right now, not getting the kind of love that Garcia is getting, but he has the talent, he has the skill, and uh, he has the power, and he's fighting uh, a nine and zero prospect. Um, he's four and zero. It's going to be a good fight. I think Romero's going to, you know, probably handle handle his business in the ring and uh, keep on doing his thing. Um, now, we got a big fight. Oh, I would say it's a big fight for Devin Haney. Devin Haney, had a, his last fight was against a pretty uh, established guy. Uh, he pulled out. Devin Haney couldn't fight. I know he was disappointed, but now he has another big fight for the vacant USBA lightweight championship fighting Mason Menard. Mason Menard's a decent fighter. 
Uh, what do you guys think? David Haney, Mason Menard. Haney all the way. Ooh, that's interesting. I can't call it. Um, I can't call it. And on that note, I do. I would love to stay and uh, do the shows out with you, but it's like twenty to four in the morning over here, so I'm gonna get some sleep. That's exactly well, what I'm Great having you on, man. Yeah. We look forward to your next, uh, you know, big fight show. Um, hopefully, it's starting to be a weekly thing. You and Jesse Rican, you know, you, all you guys, all, all the co-hosts, you guys do a great job. You know, Frank came in, Tim came in, you know, really lightened it up. Uh, you guys just had an excellent show. Uh, I can't wait to, you know, to, to start listening every week to your show. I hope you guys come back every week. It's just a pleasure to have you on and uh, say something to the to the fans, man. Plug your show one more time. Yeah, man. Yeah, in response to you, in response to you, I much appreciate that. Like, I enjoy being a part of the ATG radio family. Like, it's great. Um, but, yeah, people, obviously, Big Fights, Big Nights Only is a show where we, myself, JK, and Jesse Reed can cover all the biggest fights. And I think we are coming back the weekend of May the 19th, which is Badu Jack and Adonis Stevenson. So we'll, we will be on the Friday. So we, we will be on the 18th of May. That's when the show will be returning. Then the recap show will let you know. I don't know about guests or anything like that, but we will be previewing obviously Badu Jack and Adonis Stevenson and obviously as well to you Doss as well as your co-host as well anytime we are on if you want to call in feel free hey, that, that sounds open. great feel and I, I'll tell you what, what you need to get with me later I'll give you Tony's number and I want to get Tony on your show with, with Jesse Rick. that has to happen <laughs> nah, because, <laughs> yeah, you got fights like you know Arturo got a Mickey Ward you know uh, Certain fights, you just know when you mention two names, you know it's going to be like hilarious. It's going to be just an awesome fight, and it's kind of like that. Yeah. You got Jesse Rican, you got you know Tony and Tiger Thompson. It's going to be on fire. We got to make it happen. Oh, yeah, I'll a- give you his number. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Much appreciated. But love to all the fans. Love to all the ATG Radio family. family. And I'm that's mm-hmm. me. I am out, people. Hey, flawless. Take care, buddy. Take care, flawless. All right, my man, flawless. UK's own Mr. What's, uh, Mr. Take Note. <laughs> He's a good guy, man. He's got a lot of stuff going on. He's got another show on ATG Radio. Part of the ATG family, just making it happen. Had that great show Friday. I definitely look forward to seeing it again. And uh, But, man, we're going to keep on rolling. Mason Menard. You think he's going to lose that fight? I kind of think it too, but it could be interesting. Devin Haney's a hell of a prospect. He's got quick hands. He's growing. He's still a kid. He's getting older, but he's he's getting more mature. But he's his skill, man. He's got mad skill. Uh, but Mason Menard is no pushover at all. No, he's no he's no he's no walk in the park. But um, I think that uh, Dev is just that kid right now, and. Uh, I I can't see uh, I can't see Mason uh, winning that fight. There you go. Yeah, and I'm kind of the same way. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting. I wouldn't be shocked if Mason, you know, stunned him a little bit. But I think Devin or even dropped him. Possibility. Mm-hmm. Mason can bang. But I think Devin, yeah. you know, he he can adapt. You know, he he is a diverse fighter, and I think that he will make he'll make it work. He will definitely win the fight. Um, he'll he might have to find a few different ways to do it. He's going to have to adapt, but I think he has the skill and the willpower to do it. So, um, and we have a bunch of other stuff happening, major fights brewing. Um, looking down at my schedule here, trying to you know you got Sam Sexton, he he Fury in the UK. It's going to be a good fight over there. I like Fury in that fight. Um, I think you'd probably like Fury too, huh, Andre? Oh yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> and, but you know one of the big fights. On ESPN, 
the Silly Lomachenko, the fighter that makes people say no mas every damn time he fights, is fighting Jorge Linares. Linares is an amazing talent. Uh, a guy that, you know, 44-3, he's been on a hell of a damn winning streak. You know, back when he was undefeated, or I think he just had one loss in Japan. It was an upset. Um, you know, he was fighting on HBO against Antonio DeMarco. They were just wowed, you know, wooing and wowing about this guy, saying he's you know, might be the pound-for-pound pound best fighter in the world. All of a sudden, he falls apart, and DeMarco wins that fight. But since then, he has, I mean, he had one more loss. He got cut in Mexico, and then after that, he's been on an amazing streak, you know, picking up belts left and right. You know, showing that you know that 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 championship form, does he have enough to go up against Lomachenko? I think that a lot of people are caught up in the mystique of uh, the Nomas uh, Lomachenko um, wins, and I don't think this is going to happen. This fight, I think this is a fight where Lomachenko is moving up to thirty-five. That's the first thing. Uh, Lonaris is taller He has uh, Longer arms He has If not the same speed At certain points His his hand speed Is a little bit twitch quicker And uh, I think people Are going to be really really surprised At what happens in this fight Because they've written Lonaris totally off uh, I think they better be Wow I'm going to ask another guy my main man, welcome back, the Godfather himself, Mr. Frank Stegger. Man, it's good to be back, guys. And, and, and Doss, Andre, guys, I got to I gotta ask for your forgiveness because I apologize, man. I, I wanted to, you know, be on here, come back, man, just a lot of things going on. You know, you get a little rusty after a while. You know, Andre, I know, you know, Doss, I know you know too, but, you know, like them fighters, man, they, if they're out of the ring, I'm out of the fire pit too long, man. I'm, I'm afraid to get in there. You know what I'm saying? I'm afraid to feel the heat. So I now listen, you, you, you're pit. part of the fire pit. You just come up, you just jump back in like a sausage on the grill. <laughs> and that's what I'm doing right now. But but I gotta I gotta come on and and because I'm, I mean it, I, I'm I'm gonna exaggerate, but I got a lot of text messages three of people that were listening to the show and like legit like they're saying. Shannon Briggs and Tony Thompson and and every all and Chris Algier I don't know if Algeria made it but they're, they're well, his brother was sick she got sick was just had lit. <laughs> I had like dead dead serious like it's lit you know what I'm saying like I had weeks ago I had to turn off my Twitter notifications because of the the ATG Twitter and stuff just just goes goes off like like bananas but I'm I'm completely um, disappointed that I had to miss. Uh, those two guys. So, but but I'm here now, man. I'm here. It's definitely not disappointed to talk to the the great Andre Rozier. You know, got a big fight this weekend. You know, and that's if, if just in case I can't make it on Wednesday, that's what I want to talk about is the the head to head fight. You know, we got Lomachenko and Linares on Saturday, obviously. And I mean, I don't think we really need to like dissect that fight because. We all know Lomachenko is going to um, beat the brakes off of Linares. But Jaime <laughs> Munguia steps in to fight your fighter, Saddam Ali. And Andre, I'm, you know, I don't know much about Jaime Munguia, but I know from, you know, a lot of people, he's, he's a hard puncher. Um, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of intangibles to where 
he's he's going to give Saddam problems. But you know, how do you prepare for this guy stepping in such late notice? Well, basically, um, the one good thing is that uh, we were preparing for Liam Smith, and Liam's a bigger guy, um, and uh, we we went right to the to the um, to the YouTube and started taking some looks at him. And um, at first and foremost, when I heard that Jaime might have gotten a shot at Triple G, quite honestly, that would have been a total massacre. It would have been even worse than what happened to Vonis. That's the first thing. So I'm glad they did not put that kid in that firing line. But they decided to give my baby a shot to shine and to show his true boxing capabilities. And uh, we know we all know Saddam is not a big banger, but Saddam can box. And I'm telling you guys right now, he's going to box the brakes off of this kid on Saturday night. And that's what I went. That's what I said. Somebody goes, "Oh, Monkey is going to knock out Saddam Ali," and I was like, "Nah, man, I'm not not with my man Andre Rosier in the corner. He's not." So it's, it's not I even. know that's. I know that's the case because you know what it is, and I'm not trying to disrespect. Not too many fighter, good fighters have been coming from Tijuana, and I know that's where he's from. You know, obviously, Antonio Margarito, if you can kind of look past the, the cheating aspect of his career, um, was, you know, was a great fighter. But, you know, him with the loaded gloves or with the, the hand wrap situation, that's going to haunt him forever. But um, And I will you know, be checking Jaime's gloves. And his wraps. Oh, you never, you never, you never know what kind of wraps they got there. So you gotta <laughs> definitely, definitely keep a close eye. You know, when we turn, when we watch on HBO, we, we're gonna see Andre like sitting in there with the, with a magnifying glass, looking at these guys uh, uh, wrap the gloves up and stuff. But yeah, that's right. gonna be so, fifteen like minutes I, late because Andre's like dissecting his gloves. <laughs> no, but I gotta, I gotta give it to you, Andre. Again, man, you're just, you're just, you're killing the game right now, and. Um, you know, props to you. I mean, you're obviously your fighter, but I know he don't make these big decisions without, you know, the, the A-OK from his coach and to step in there. And this guy, you know, this guy's an unknown guy, man. You know, he's 20, what's he, like 20, 29, 20, with 24 knockouts. But he's 20, 21 years old. Right. Doss, we, Doss, I know you've seen this, you know, you've seen these guys that a lot of people aren't familiar with, you know, guys that fight primarily in their home country and they come over here. I mean, look at the, the who's the Argentinian that knocked out Bradley Skeet last week or the Frenchman or whatever, the Sp- Spaniard who beat, Spaniard. knocked out Bradley Skeet. And he's already in, you know, he's in, he knocked him out. He knocked out one of the top welterweights in the world. And, you know, this is, this is another case like this, or it could be just a guy who's got a record, but I know I've seen there was a couple of tough guys that he beat. He's coming off of a lot of knockouts so I guess he's a viable challenger, but you know I think your guy's just on too much of a, a, a momentum roll um, as a late, you know, went went in there and and you know moved up in weight, took a world championship that a lot of people counted him out. I did Cotto, and you know just going in there to find the challenges, and that's it, man. Coach Andre and and you know in there doing his thing. So you know props to you, man. All the best. I appreciate that, friend. I really do, and and quite frankly, uh, this is a an assignment where uh, Saddam has to show the boxing world that uh, a fighter of uh, Jaime's uh, caliber should not be in the ring with him. And this is why I tell you he's going to box the brakes off of him. 
Every mistake that this guy makes, he's going to pay for it. And and Saddam doesn't knock out a lot of people, but he can knock people out. So well, he he run Cotto's bell many times. Thank and, you. Uh, Thank you. Know, you. Uh, this kid's only been 10 rounds one time, one time, and it's a 12-round fight. So, you know, I see deep water in his future. He's 21. He's fighting a grown-ass man. We're going to see what happens. It's going to be an interesting, interesting fight, and uh, I can't wait. You know, you know what I else? Uh, just in case, I don't know how, how often I get, you know, again, I'm so sporadic on the show. Um, and this is a guy I actually know him pretty well, and I know you work with him, Andre, is uh, heavyweight prospect uh, George Arias. Um, him yes. and his coach, I believe he's still with Leon Washington Jr. Great guy. Yes, he fighter, is. His father, former fighter. Um, we we at top rank. We we put a couple of fights in them. I know you know I actually made one of his fights, and I, I remember how to deal with him. And don't get me wrong, they're not not George. George just is just a, one of the. You meet George in person. He he looks he resembles Muhammad Ali a little bit. Um, but he's the, <laughs> the most gentle. You wouldn't think he was a fighter because he's got this, sweetest like, kid on the planet. Sweet kid on exactly. The planet. Like he want. It's like, hey man, you know, we'll, we'll go out and get a soda or something like that. You know, let's go have ice cream. He, he's just the exactly. nicest. The, and the way he looks, you're gonna say, oh, that's a nice kid right there. And but then you meet him and you're like, there's no way this guy. But then you see him in the ring. He's athletic. Um, you know, that was a guy. I didn't even realize it too. You know, I. You, you never know with heavyweights, especially a few years ago. The heavyweight division was just on the rise. And, you know, you know, like I said, no offense to him. There hasn't really been since, you know, Shannon Briggs, obviously Tyson. Not a lot of – I mean, obviously Jarrell uh, Miller is coming in there, coming in his own right now. But not a right. lot of fighters, have come, heavyweights have come from New York. And you're right. just thinking, ah, it's just another, you know, oh, he won a New York Golden Club, ah, whatever. You know, that ain't, that ain't nothing like it used to be. But the kid really, like, he's been going in there being a couple undefeated fighters. That's right. You know, I got to give you your congrats on that for being involved. That's why I wanted to ask you, what what do you see in George Arias? You know, you got guys like Darmani Rock, uh, Trey Morrison, Lippy. Uh, you know, you got a lot of these other young heavyweights that are just trying to burst on the scene. Do you kind of put him in that, that category as, as a heavy young heavyweight to watch? Well, Right now, Frankie, uh, George is still on the uh, come up in. See, he's taking, uh, we're moving him step by step, and um, he's in the, in the learning phase. He didn't have a lot of amateur uh, fights. See, his background in the amateurs wasn't extensive, wasn't long. So we're pre, we're pre-creating. We're pre-creating the entire atmosphere and environment for him to grow, and it, it, it will take a, a little bit of time, but we, we can't fast-track him. It's not like, once again, that he had a lot of amateur experience where you could say, let's move it. Cool. So he's going to be learning on the job. He will be um, honing his skills as a professional and becoming better and better with the work that we put before him. But he he's going to have a little bit more time to actually progress and so we can create the proper channels which will make him a really fantastic uh, heavyweight fighter. It's going to take a little bit more time, but we'll get there. We'll definitely get there. Well, you're adding breaks. And you got time. He's, yeah. he's, you know, and he's young. He's young, too, because, you know, Dawson's somebody I think we should have on the show 
um, we should definitely have on the show too soon because he's, uh, you know, he's definitely one to look out for. He's young, especially for a heavyweight. I mean, he's not 19. He's not like Ryan Garcia, Devin Haney, young. But, but I think he's like 27 or something like that. And he's, he's, he's still, he's like a young man. Right, he's, 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 got he's, heavy, he's heavyweight young. <laughs> heavyweight, exactly. He's not, he's not a 38-year-old, you know, like that's the, the, the Cassius Cheney. I, I actually like Cassius Cheney, but I just think that once I found out that I think he's 31, and I was like, oh, you know, I kind of, and he's, I think he just hit his 10th fight. I'm like, what? You know, I was right. telling one of his advisors, I was like, yo, you got to get him rolling because it's, and if, if he ain't, if he's not developing now, that age is going to catch up on him. That, that arthritis is going to start hitting them knees, those athletic heavyweight knees, and, and things are going to start hurting fast. But, but mm. as far as George, I think he has a, a bright future. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna continue to move him at the pace that we're uh, currently working with, and hopefully, uh, by the time he's uh, near that twentieth fight, um, he'll be able to see some of the integral work which was put together to make sure that he rose correctly and he can become a threat in the division. Well, now I gotta get on you I gotta get on Doss and I gotta get on I gotta get on you, Andre. Because because very rarely you guys disagree and I'm not coming on here to disagree. It's it's sometimes it's cringy how you guys yeah, are the same thing. It is. And and and, and, to, and today we know our today, shit, man. <laughs> I know, and I know you do, but you need you need someone like you know. It's that's why I like Rufus. Rufus half the times I know what he's talking about, but he sounds that's like bullshit. No, <laughs> he sounds like he does. But I gotta come in here, and I gotta. I, I don't know if we're going overtime here, but we gotta have this debate on Ryan Garcia. Now, Ro, Rolando Romero is my little brother. I I've been dissing him. I was supposed to go see him every day last week, and he's I also like, Ryan. Well, oh, of course, I'm sticking with my, my little brother, Roly. I got to stick with Roly. You know, we put we put, put a video of him sparring on uh, the ATG radio um, page with no promotion, and it's like 52,000 views just just Dang. organically, just sitting there. Just people He's are just getting on the Roly Express. And if you look at the sparring videos with, with him and Ryan Garcia on YouTube, you're looking at 500,000. I think one's like close to a million. So. You know, with this Ryan Garcia thing, now, again, I'm Team Roley 100%. I'm the Roley team. But Roley is a product right now. He's the villain to – I heard you say something earlier on the show. He was like clubber – it's like Rocky Three. He's clubber – and I love that. It was one of the best things you said, Dawson. I was like, damn, that's why fucking Dawson is the man because he puts that it was together. A, it was a fantastic analogy, right? It was an amazing <laughs> analogy, Coach. And, you know, what Romero, happened, baby. I was just but when I was sitting there and I'm I'm just sitting there and I'm like, man, these are two of the most knowledgeable guys that, that, that are in boxing today. Not just that I know, just period. But I'm like, these guys got fucking nerve. I gotta call in. But I couldn't call in at this time. <laughs> the one thing is for sure, this is the way we look at it. Now again, you Doss, Andre, we're not gonna have Marvin Hagler. Tommy Hearns, Roberto Duran, Sugar Ray Leonard, Mike McCallum. Those guys are gone. Nobody, no fighters are going to resemble them. No fighters are going to resemble Muhammad Ali, Evander Holyfield, Tyson. I, I won't even count Tyson in that case. What we got today, we got to make the best of. We got it. And, and Ryan Garcia, I saw somebody tweet something, and he was saying something like, whether you love him or hate him, 
people are talking about them. Every if you look on YouTube, if you look at on these videography boxing news websites, our main man Ellie Secback and all these other guys that are that are out there trying to be like him, they're everybody's asking fighters close to Ryan Garcia's weight. What do you think of Ryan Garcia? And what does everybody say? Ah, oh, he ain't shit. He ain't this. Oh, he's got a million Instagram followers, but but he still ain't shit. But these are guys that got. 4,500 Instagram followers hating on a guy that's got 900,000 Instagram followers. If you remember, I said he's a good fighter, but he's just cocky as hell, man. It doesn't matter. It it doesn't matter. Gervonta Davis is cocky. If you can understand what you're saying. Yeah, but Gervonta Davis looks like somebody that you would want to avoid if you were in a cell with him. You know, this guy looks like Justin Bieber 2.0. You have to be. I, listen, Saddam Ali isn't is is has a cocky approach. When you see Saddam Ali when he talks, he's not like, yeah, I'm the greatest out of. But when you look at him and you're like, oh, he's definitely a douchebag. That's the same thing <laughs> with Ryan Garcia. You look at these guys and you automatically assume like, yo, this guy's a cocky prick. But yeah, but you got ESPN dragging his nutsack, and they're like, what do you think, champ? What are you going to do right before he walks out like Roy Jones back in the day? No, but, but, oh, yeah, but but listen, he fought a former world title challenger, a guy that's never been stopped, and he beat him, and it was a test. There's nobody else. Like, okay, Devin Haney's fighting Mason Menard, but Mason Menard is not a better opponent for Devin Haney as Jason Velez was for um, Ryan Garcia. Ryan Garcia, yeah, but, you, you back him up a couple fights. Jason Velez is making say, hamburgers. Oh, okay. At a, at a restaurant in Puerto Rico before he got the call to fight Brian Garcia. Puerto Rico is a freaking de- was a destroyed island, bro. Nobody was making money on that island. Nobody was making money on that island. I know. I'll be honest with you. Every name name me somebody. What do you think Felix Trinidad is doing? That was a fantastic. Uh, I guarantee he, he he's has, not rolling he has, cigars he or he's not making hamburgers. Maybe I don't. But he doesn't have a pot to piss in, and I'm sure if if they would hire him, he would take that job. You know what I'm saying? This is what I'm saying is we got to stop. We got to stop, like, freaking burying these young kids. Now, look, I'm I'm disagreeing. It's up to you. You guys got your opinion. I got mine. Well, look at Oscar De La Hoya, Frank. I mean, Oscar De La Hoya, yeah, he's a douchebag. He likes coke, and he's all weird and shit. But you know what? He's doing doing good for the sport. He's making money. He's being successful. But – he was on fire in his career. He was respectful. He was the golden boy. He was respectful to everybody he talked to. He he was cocky. He was confident. But it was a classy confidence. It wasn't, you know, some cocky shit like Ryan Garcia. I just wish that Oscar De La Hoya, he has the perfect guy. How are you the so you want a fighter to be humble. You want him to be humble. I want him to be cocky in a way, but humble too. There's a combination of classiness, man. Classiness. If I'm a fighter, if I'm a fighter, and my job is to beat up every guy they put in front of me, right? And then I and I'm doing it, and I'm beating up every guy they put in front of me. I'm not gonna be humble, and I'm not, and I'm gonna be cocky. Because if you don't go around, and and because again, I, I I use this analogy, but we're all men. We all worry about how long our dicks hang as we're walking around. That's all it is. That's all it is. And if you could kick the guy's ass in front of you, that's it's like war, bro. It's it's it's. I'm the better man, so of course I'm gonna be like, yo, I'm the shit. I can fuck you up. I'm quiet. I don't go out in public, especially in boxing. I don't walk into a locker room with a bunch of guys that you know are get ready to go out and fight. Walk around and be like, yo, because I can't fuck any of them up. 
You know what I'm saying? The fucking 70-year-old, 80-year-old cut men that are sitting there could probably fuck me up. So I keep my mouth shut. <laughs> but if I got them hands, if I got them hands, and I know and deep down inside I know I can fucking beat Man, by all means, go out there and entertain us. Adri- Listen, Adrian Broner is, is, is a fuck-up, but he's, and he's cocky, and he talks, and, this, and he's one of the biggest draws in, in the sport, especially in the United States. And that's what Ryan Garcia is going to be. We're gonna, people are going to – young little girls that are 16 or whatever, they love them, and that's what we need, man. Whoever is bringing in – look – I would rather have Ryan Garcia as a guest on the show just for the simple fact that he he's probably going to help us break records as far as listeners on that night than I would – who's the world yeah. champion at that? Robert Easter in his division. I, I would. Who would you pick? Richard Tommy is a better man. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, no offense to Richard Tommy. Fabulous friggin' fighter, but he's not bringing in – he ain't selling the tickets that Ryan Garcia is. Speaking of that he's weight not, class, speaking of another Garcia – what is going on with Garcia signing with Dana White? What do you hear, Frank? Bro, I don't, I haven't heard shit. Oh, you heard <laughs> shit. Be honest with you. I read that, and I was like, you know what? That shit made sense. And I'm not even lying. I was like, yo, that shit Well, he's been sense. wearing UFC gear for years, so it's kind of obvious, you know? I mean, look, it's interesting. He's 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 a legit free agent out there. He's sitting out there, and he's let he lets it be known. Hey, I'm a free agent. I'll fight on premier boxing shows. I'll fight on Richard Schaefer shows. You're right. You no, know, I'm yeah, open to listen. Right. And the thing is, is the guy sat sat back, and he goes, Yeah, I'll eventually sign with somebody if the right deal comes along. And you know what? It's Mikey Garcia. He's one of the best fighters in the world, man. You know, it's 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 one guy. Look. Lomachenko and even Terrence Crawford, they're two guys that that I think are the best fighters in the world. But if there's one guy out there that that gives either one of them trouble and potentially beats them, I'm sticking with the with, with Crawford all day, and you know even Lomachenko. But Mikey Garcia, if you don't put him, if you don't mention him in that class, there's something wrong with you. You know what I'm saying? He is the real deal. And if UFC wants to make a splash, I mean they got to sign heavyweight. They got to go out there. They got to oh, sign, yeah. you know, some of these heavyweights out there. This, this is what this business is going to be thriving on the next couple of years. But Mikey Garcia, if they can get him, pay attention to the UFC or whatever they do. Yeah, that's that's true. I I agree with you on that one. You try to disagree with us, but I got to agree with you on that too. But I, I want to ask a quick question though. I know we're in overtime. But do you, uh, Andre? Do you know anything? They're, they're having a meeting. The California State Athletic Commission is having a meeting tomorrow to discuss certain things. And, and I got a little birdie that told me something, uh, and I'm actually looking at it right now. The fourth, uh, the fourth thing they're going to talk about on their agenda is they're going to review and possible. It's right here. Review and possible action on a petition to change the decision for Michael Guy versus Junior Yonan. Out on July 29, 2017, in Long Beach, California. Um, I didn't hear anything about that one. Well, tomorrow there was supposed to be a meeting. I got a little birdie that told me and showed me, and they are going to be talking about changing that decision. Uh, well, well, was it a he won that he won that fight by decision, right? It was unanimous decision, eight rounds. Yep. And Junior so, Yonan is one of your fighters that you work with. I just want to know if you knew about it or if he knows about it. 
I didn't hear anything at all about that one. Yeah. So you might want to look at your thoughts. Let me ask you this: What's what's is it is it because it was a bad decision, or is it somebody test positive or some shit like that? Or I have yeah, well, no well, well, idea. Um, it seemed like it was a pretty legit decision. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's weird. It's, it's no, a fight remember, that was a year ago. Fight. I remember that fight. That was it's that a year was ago, dude. That was one of them. Bull, I remember. It was one of them bullshit. That was one of them bullshit cards. I remember because there was a fighter. Fuck, I can't think of his name, but it was a fighter we used to have at top rank, and we used to have actually a guy that he fought. What's his name? We used to have uh, Ron Ellis. But it was right. a fighter that he fought on that card, and Junior fought. Mike guy, and I remember that fight, and I remember it was like, I mean, it was a, it was a terrible fight. I mean, no, no offense. I, I, I tell it like it is. It was, it was a terrible. No, it was. Fight. It was a horrible fight. Very, very bad. And, but no, I thought, I thought it was close, and you know, I thought Junior needed to go back to, to you know, reconsider a few things after that fight. But, but I thought he won. I thought I didn't think he won the way I think he should have. But I thought he won that fight. I remember that fight. Well, I'll tell yeah, you. I, I mean, thought he wanted to. I'm, I don't know. After a year, I mean, come on, that's that's bullshit. But anyway. Yeah, but who does well, that? You gotta, you gotta spend. I think it, it's like four thousand dollars. I don't know how much it costs in California, but it's like to appeal a decision. And this is why guys don't go and appeal. It depends, I think, on what it, what what it is. But you gotta go. You have to get a lawyer, and you gotta put in. You gotta pay whatever. The and that and his opponent wasn't. He wasn't that guy to say, "Oh, you know what? I'm gonna go through the." Means and measures to get this decision reconsidered. Yeah, he tried to make four grand for the damn fight. <laughs> he's a big. He fought. He fought. Um. He fought. What? He the same guy that fought Junior fought your other fighter, Darinchenko. I remember. Yeah, I right. remember that. There's another he's guy. A, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's an MMA dude. He goes big back and forth. Swole, I rem, a big swole guy. Big swole. Because these the crazy thing is is I think of what's it like. These are um. Um, I don't know if it was like a Roy Englebrit show or something like that. Roy Englebrit show, but but yeah, it's a big swole Mike guy, big swole guy. Looks like he's on roids, but tough, tough as nails. Mm-hmm. And didn't didn't Sergey Sergey stopped him like late eighth round? Was it? Was it yeah, a, a him in the eighth round. Yeah, but it, what you say, man, that's a that's a that's a tough dude right there. Oh, listen, we weighed in against that guy. He was okay. The next day. Captain, I looked at him. I was like, "What the hell?" But <laughs> <laughs> the incredible like, Hulk. four times bigger. <laughs> well, I said, "Man, you, what, I said, you got to break him down." <laughs> I'm shocked you don't know about this. Uh, hopefully, Junior knows about this. You might want to let him know. But that—that's yeah. That's what I was going to ask you because somebody told me like, "Don't uh, don't Junior uh, you know work with Andre?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Well, he's I'm going to a meeting tomorrow, and that's what they're talking about." So huh, that's strange. I got, I got connections, my friend. Well, we need to find the, the the logistics on that one. Like something had to. I mean, I thought it was an ugly fight, and it was a sloppy fight, but I still thought that Junior won the fight. So I don't know what I don't know what the cause of means and measures of this one might be. We have to see what's well, going let me, on. Let me ask you about. Let me ask you about him. What's your What's your concerns of of Junior? Because I always thought. Early in his career, I always thought like, this is a kid to is definitely a kid to look out for because I, I I remember I forget, I forget what fight I seen him, but I remember I seen him. I was like, yeah, this kid has something special, and he looked it. And then I think it was just all afterwards. I mean, a kid can fight, he could box. I think he you know he's he's getting uh, um 
the gist of his ring generalship. I think he's learning as it, as it comes along. And I mean, I think he's advanced at that for, for the, the short amount of fights he's had in his career, but it's, I don't know if it's his conditioning because he doesn't his last, that fight with my guy. And then the last fight with Ron Ellis, I mean, he didn't look, he may wait, but he didn't, or did he right. didn't make weight the last fight? Or did he, did he miss weight the he, last you know, fight? He, Is it his he, conditioning? Is it something that, like, he's doing what he's supposed to do in the boxing gym, but he's not doing what he's supposed to do outside, outside of it. I, I, think, yeah. I think he needs to – that was a good question, Frank. I think he needs to focus more on boxing and not worry – it's like the new age kids where we just spoke about this. You know, he has a lot of followers on these uh, on, on social media, and they become social media whores. And – and they focus on nothing but social media instead yeah. of focusing on boxing. You have to be and, ready to fight. And then he fights Ronald Ellis, and he dyes his damn hair red right before the fight, and he's got fucking you know, dye going down his face. Everybody's thinking he's cut and he's bleeding and shit. I'm like, what the hell is this? You know, exactly. Like, you know, like Mike said, you're focusing on you have a, a big fight. This is a, a, a showbox uh, event. And you worrying about the extracurricular things that you shouldn't even be I mean, thinking shave about. Shave your damn head moment. and throw punches. Who gives a shit? There you go. There you, you know, go. It's like polymyelinology when he was fighting one of his fights that he fought, and his hair kept on fucking up, and then break, and then his, you know, because yeah, he had those, rubber... he had those braids, those silly braids, yeah, in his head. and he's flopping around, he can't see and all that, and I'm like, my God, you know, just cut your damn hair and win a title. <laughs> I mean, exactly, on. exactly. Well, made no I'll tell sense. you what, man. Uh, it's, it's 15 minutes over time. Got a few things going on with, with my my job, my 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 life, and uh, I got to get off here. But man, it's been a great show. I got to thank Shannon the Cannon Briggs. My God, let's go, champ. He was good. <laughs> Tony go, Thompson was go. out of this damn world. One of the, one of the funniest the interviews I've ever had. I love Tony. And uh, unfortunately, we couldn't have Chris Algieri, but I'm sure he'll be back. And uh, pro, you know, just just thoughts to his to his family and to his mother. Hope everything's okay. And 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 the Godfather, Frank Steya, my man. I know you're so busy, dude, and uh, it's really it's a pleasure to always. Yeah, man, Frank, so Frank, Frank, I gotta Frank. kiss your ass a little you never, bit, man. You never be busy. It's pro, it's productive, and then it's being lazy, and then it's just you know it's. Just, yeah, it, I'm you know what? mentally exhausted. If if anybody can get you back on the show, it's Tony Thompson. <laughs> Man, <laughs> you know what? And 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 he he is he's always been. I mean, we know we hadn't had him on, on you know, not in this reincarnation of the show. But man, Tony Thompson is is just you get a chance to sit there and just like pick his brain, and you just get around all the sarcastic remarks and stuff. The guy knows his shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, what did he start? How old was he when he started boxing? Like 25, 26 years old or something like that. Yeah, man. Started late. And, yeah. and for him to, he old like he never he had like what he had like no amateur fights. He just came in and was just a big right. studding guy. And that's you know I mean we 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 fail to recognize that type of stuff. Sure, we give these guys that go to the Olympics and you know put hundreds of amateur fights and perfect their craft, but you got to also, some of these guys that just come in and step foot, you know, someone even like Brian Jennings, you know, was a guy had 
a handful of amateur fights. Right. And, you know, whether you think he's the best heavyweight in the world or not, man, the guy in a short amount of time, he fought for two world titles. You can't. Like Seth, Seth right. Mitchell, another guy. Seth Mitchell. Exactly. That's right. right. Man, it's, it, you know, it makes it, 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 I don't want to say anybody can do it, but, but in this case, man, you give those guys props because you've got to be a special, you know, uh, God-gifted type of individual to be able to, you know, come out no matter what type of uh, um time and, and, and whatever dues you pay to get in there, man, but kudos to him, and Tony Thompson, man, is one of the most entertaining figures. Maybe not, he ain't one of the most, he ain't the most exciting fighter. I'll tell you that. I'd have told him the same thing, but, I mean, you give that guy a microphone? <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like Dave Chappelle that can beat the hell out of you. <laughs> the right. Dave Chappelle boxing, right there. There you go. Don't you? And, that's, and, that's, and that's early 2000s Chappelle, bro. That's that's the original Chappelle show, Chappelle. I don't know how Shops funny he is now. Yeah, that's Rick James <laughs> fucking Chappelle. <laughs> Rick James, bitch. <laughs> Indeed, well, Dolph. Thanks, bro. Thanks for putting up with me, Coach. You know what, man? If hey, I listen. Fight, I'm gonna be here Wednesday. If I'm gonna try to be here Wednesday. If you're not here, then I'm gonna have to come in here and help Dawes, but man, I wish you all the best. Um, Thank you so much, Frank. I appreciate you're, it. You're, you know, not a lot, a lot of people, if they don't, you know, you're one of the true good guys in the sport, man, and, and just getting the chance, you know, just listening to you on how you care about your fighters, you know, they may not be blood, but you made them blood. And I don't know if I made it, but, you know, just, you don't see that often. You don't see, especially in boxing, you don't see people actually genuinely care about their fighters, man. So, you know, this weekend, man, for for you, Coach Andre, all all the best to you, bro. You know what I'm saying, man. Thank you so much. Much love Victory. to you, Frank. I do appreciate it. Same to you, Coach, man, and and, and we'll be back on here soon. Andre, Doss, man, thanks for thanks. For oh, anytime, man. Week, thanks bro. so much, Frank. Great to have you on, and congrats on uh, Friday's show, man, uh, with Flawless and Jesse Reekin and all that. That went well, and I look oh, forward terrible. to hearing that again. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. Oh, terrible. <laughs> Uh, Look, hey, you know what? Jesse Regan is is the absolute worst. No, him and Tony Thompson would be hilarious. And going, going about what's his name? Flawless is is amazing, and the guy J.K. are great. Oh my God, Jesse Regan. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I got on there five minutes. I was like, oh, I was speechless. Like I was like, I can't do this shit. I mean, I, I'm nobody, but I I can't do this shit. Oh my God. Oh, so that's, that's <laughs> well, Frank, right, man, love having you on, man. I miss you, dude. I'm glad you're. We had a great show, Andre. You know, hopefully we'll see you Wednesday. And guys, just have a great night. And uh, you know, uh, we'll see you. Sounds like a plan. All right, Dre. Hey, have a good night, bro. Good night. All right, bro.